You are listening to Phantasm, the podcast that sews horror movies and metal together with your host, Corey Gorchrist and Dr. Vincent West. Get your movie collection ready and follow along as they review the latest restoration of cult classic horror films and interview the sickest fans in metal. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Broadcasting from an abandoned morgue in an undisclosed location and blood streaming everywhere, this is Bad and now you're just up and welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. I am Corey Gorkreist with me, Dr. Vincent West. I was moving my laundry, <laughs> but I'm here. Dr. West. Dr. West, good to see you out. Good to see you out, man. I go by Arthur sometimes. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll get into all that fun stuff. We uh, got a pretty good one tonight. Uh, from the Doctor's Vols. Usually we got our, our good friend Matt Harvey from Exhumed. You can get Horror. Uh, comes out. It's out now on Relapse Records. Doctor had another fine chat with him. Uh, love having that guy on. He's <coughs> just a super fucking fun dude to talk to and, and to be around. So, uh, and we're uh, getting ready to hang out with him. Yeah, and it's going to be a good time. And we got Ross's uh, motherfucking ass also. We'll get back on and uh, hope you guys enjoyed the last bunch of times we've had those guys on. So, um, new episode you just put streaming. That's yeah, great. the newest episode. Uh, it took a while. It was a lost episode. We got the shit up, and uh, they reviewed uh, Masters of the Universe on tour, and uh, the doctor went and paid them a little visit. They had a good time, had some brews, and it was a, it was a lot of fun. You know, I didn't get to go, but listening to it was a lot of fun. Um, film we got, 1986. Doctor, what's, what's the film we got today? We have House. From Steve Miner. He came here for peace and rest. Hi. Ready to play? But now he may rest in peace. It's been waiting for him. Don't worry, Roger. I hold on to you if it's the last thing I do. Now it wants you. House. Rated R. Coming soon, consult your local newspaper for showtime. Story by Fred Deck. I mean, this is honestly like an ensemble horror film. It's filmed in California. It's beautiful looking. This is the Arrow release, of course, produced by Sean S. Cunningham. Uh, Steve Miner, the director of uh, Friday 13th Part 2 and 3, directed this. Of course, you've got Sean Cunningham that produced those. And you also got Harry Maffredini doing the music for this, too. So, a lot of Friday 13th love in this. Um of course, you got the greatest American hero, William Catt, starring in this film. Which and is, Carrie. Which is amazing. Yep. And Carrie. And you also got uh, George Went, who is, uh, what's his name in Cheers? And here's you a fun fact. Well, I what's what's George's this. name in Cheers? Oh, George God. Went? If you hadn't asked me that, I could have told you. Um, <clears throat> what I was going to tell you, though, real quick, for everybody out there, there were some Amityville movies that were done. Uh, Norm Peterson, that's it. In Cheers. Right, Norm, yeah. There were some Amityville movies done in the 80s and 90s. Like, like It's About Time and shit, those movies. Well, they're, he's they're in putting, one of them. William Katz in one. And uh, Vinegar Syndrome's putting a box set out. They are, the second half, because uh, Shout Factory put out the first uh, four? Three. First three. And then they're putting out the rest of them, which I think is pretty Check cool. Check out our Possession episode with yep. Steve Tucker. It's one of our favorites. That's actually a... Uh, 
not only a Phantasm classic in our Diamond Edition episode, but it's also a fan favorite. A lot of people uh, nice. talk to us about that. Um, yeah, the, you know, Arrow, of course, never fails to deliver. They always look great. And this set's out of print, too. It is. You can buy these separately now, but if you want the sexy box like the Doctor has, you, you're not getting unless you're paying some, throwing some dough. But... Uh, yeah, this looks really good. Well, it should also be noted, too, just super quick, and we'll get into this later. I love you. I just want to mention this, because I'm going to yeah. forget this, because I've got all stuff going on. It's good to see you. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, but, um, and, and not in a... See, yeah, yeah it's, I love you. <laughs> but anyway, but uh, what I was going to say is, in Europe, there's a House 3, which is known to Americans as the horror show. Yeah. Which has nothing to do with any of that stuff I don't know how it's House 3 in Europe but it is and in America it's the horror show so huh? just a side note for everybody for your European folks out there it is House 3 to you so there you go but nice I love that movie though it's really good I haven't um, seen that one it's a very good oh, movie oh and there's Grandma hanging from the ceiling there you go that's a good way to start this film I have not seen this movie since I saw it in the theater last time I saw this was on some Halloween marathon thing Way back when I was, you know, in my little PJs, and I was just sitting so in front of the TV, a way too, too close. Oh yeah, this has been some years since I've seen this. Uh, the second one I watched fairly recently. That old guy's in everything. Yeah, and there's William Cat right there, and uh, yeah, I'm used to him having a beard, but he was really nice. Yeah, he's always a cool dude. That guy's in a lot of shit. Yes, too. he is. Um, we would say that guy. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen this shit. Um, yeah, it's a fun film, 1986. We'll get into that. We've Prince nice. Oh, yeah. We've pretty much buried 1986, but we feel like, you know, every episode's a new episode, so you guys are always going to have to deal with... Well, and it's also we when we when we grab something that I think fit... Like, I, I saw this sitting in my vault. Well, that's what Phantasm like, is. You know, we're going to pair you with... Uh, you know. But I thought, you know, this just sounded like a good thing to do, and we've never done it. It's been This set's been out for a couple of years, I guess, but it's, yeah. you know... Well, this is good. You know, these movies are a little bit campy, but, you know, that's what makes them great. And I look at that bleach bond mullet. Jesus Christ. It's like a Q-tip. He's got the Q-tip mohawk. That is ridiculous. I've, these, seen, I've seen that dude before. These are all the people that are in front of us in line when we can fucking do shit. Pretty like, much. Man, I saw you fucking... God damn, man. I didn't know Winter was in this. <laughs> Who? Exactly. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry. That's bad. Oh, there's Chris <clears throat> Bell. <laughs> yeah, he is in this. I'm oh, sorry. That, that's Rob Zombie. My bad. <clears throat> you know, somebody said that to me the other day. I don't remember where I was at. Where was I at? They told you you look like Rob Zombie. Yes, and I almost punched him. I don't know. I didn't know who the person was. I'd have never thought. I was that. in line or doing. I was. I've never looked. At and they were like, "Oh man, I, I seriously thought you were Rob Zombie." And I was just like, "Well, I'll make you a zombie here in a minute." That's. So I really don't like. You know. That's annoying. Yeah, I was. Uh, you didn't have a golfer hat on either. No. That fucking fruit always. And I'm not wearing. Be- I'm not wearing fucking torn bell bottoms. And you don't keep making the same movie and releasing it and having your fans pay for it, didn't? <laughs> but moving on, not give that prick any of our time. Right. Um, yeah, the print of this is really nice. I, I I gotta be honest with you, we're gonna have to look some stuff up because I don't know shit about this movie. Yeah, saw it at the theater with my uncle Dallas, and that's all I can really tell you about this movie. And William Cat was really nice when I met him. I only met him once. I met him when you and uh, Hop Hep were doing <laughs> video game testing. Hop Hep. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, that Arab. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know, that, that terrorist uh, came that you out, were doing stuff it with. It came out February 28th, uh, 86. Um, it, it went up against Pretty in Pink. Didn't get Ooh. didn't get first place because of that. Uh, it, it made a lot of money though. It did pretty well. Nice. Like 222 million. It's not bad. Um, I'll pull some fun little tidbits on here. But yeah, this movie seems like this would have been. <clears throat> and I, <coughs> I'm going to get real nerdy on everybody here for a second. All right here's the new. Here's uh, another Friday Thirteenth nod. Before it, it was even really a thing at this time. But uh, the stunt coordinator in this film was Kane Hodder. I was about to mention that. But I was going to say, if you guys notice on the American releases, and I don't know why this is, image stuff gets re-released by Arrow. Let me give you some examples. Hills Have Eyes. Children of the Corn. Yeah. House. Now, House, there was never a Blu-ray of House, but if you go find the DVD of this anywhere, it's image. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's something connected there. I don't know if they're owned by the same folks or what, but it's really interesting to me. Like, Arrow released that Elvira flick Mm -hmm. in Europe, but it was only in Europe. But the image released like a bare bones one here, but there was no Arrow version of it. That's weird. You want to hear something really interesting, too? Image is who owns the Hellraisers. But But you know who put these out over here? Image and Arrow. Arrow also yeah. put their versions out there, like special editions out. Which well, it's probably like how they have, you know, different companies will release shit. But what's stupid, what pisses me off, so they had that box set, and there's only the three films in it, and they just released part one and part two. Why, they didn't, why didn't part three get any love? Why didn't it get released its own movie? I don't know. And, and that is Doug Bradley's favorite film. Really? It's mine, too. Hmm. Yep. True, true story. Hellbound Hell on Earth is Hellraiser Three is his favorite film. Weird. I've seen her, that woman there, in a ton of shit. A Team, yep. Six Million Dollar Man. Seriously, like a bunch of stuff. She's like a TV actress. Saw it. Yeah, I just wanted to throw it to her. Well, let's cue up the cue up the Chuck here. We'll get right into. Love you, Chuck. Thank you. Um, I'm just going to run through a list. I'm not even going to... Just whatever it is. We've done it so many times. We did it so many times now. Um, Well, it never hurts to revisit. We've not done this in forever. Right. No, we did 86 fairly recently. Did we? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, And we've done a bunch of films from it. It's fine. I mean, but I'm I'm just going to... Usually I try to save the horror for last, but I'm just going to run through a bunch bunch of notable stuff. Uh... Stuff well, we, we haven't have done. done stuff so we haven't done. That'll be good. Slaughter High, we haven't done. I'd love to do that. Uh, Rawhead Rex, I would love to do. These uh, are all things I own. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vamp. I uh, own that. Movie you just got today while we were out uh, shopping around with Invaders from Mars, 86. I did. Uh, one of my favorites, uh, Class of Newcomb High. Uh, That's a great movie. Little Shop of Horrors. Got Manhunter. Sorority House Massacre, uh, Terror Vision. Sorority House Massacre I have, too. Dead End Drive-In, which is... uh, I have that. That's Tarantino's favorite horror film. It's weird. It is weird. It's Uh, not good. No. Uh, One that you bought me fairly recently that I just love anyways, uh, Blue Velvet. That's such a great movie. Um, Breeders. 
I have that. Probably one of your all of probably one of your all time favorites that needs to be on Blu-ray, and it's not uh, the Wraith. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with that. And we got Troll, best worst movie ever made. By the way, real quick though, kids, the Wraith is streaming right now. It is on, on Tubi, Hulu. and it is on Hulu as well. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought that was fucking John Cleese. It's not though. I know he's from somewhere else. It looks like him. Is that John Cleese? Another, no, he's another TV actor. He looks very um, And I'll tell you something you might know him from. You kids out there watching where we're at right now in the film, and I can't give you a tongue marker because I'm touching, messing with stuff from uh, a little over 12 wheelchair minutes. fucker who will now be revered, referred to as Hate Sponge. Or he's a Soul Sponge. Or Sponge of Hate. Yeah, Soul Sponge, Sponge of Hate. Anyway, so Sponge of Hate does not know we're doing this. But anyway, the the actor you're asking about he's, right uh, there. Let me t- well, Hold on. He's the one in License to Drive at the beginning. It's just like, it's people like you. Talking to Corey Hamgon, it's people yeah. like you. They scrape off the road at four in the morning. Yeah. For our, for our sake and everyone else, I hope you fail your this license. This is it. Ghostbusters. He's the. I, can, I had no idea it'd be so much. I won't pay it. He's a guy. From he's the in Cedric. a bunch of shit. He's in a bunch of stuff. He's a dude from the Cedric Hotel. Well, that tells you That's where we. Where, yeah. There's That's yours right. and there's yeah. my mom. Yes. So there you go. Hell yeah. I had no idea. Well, we can put it right back in there. Oh, we certainly can, Doctor Bankman. Anyway, uh, Psycho Three, nineteen eighty six. Love it. Uh, Gothic, which was put out by Vestal. Uh, I love you that have. movie. Uh, Demons Two. Hate it. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. Not a fan. Which eventually. Kids, uh, we might even put it up so you guys would have to buy it or something so we can get a little money. Um, we'll put that up as a lost episode because we did interview uh, Derek Roddy for that. The whole thing went to shit. Derek Roddy's a fucking cunt. Uh, he's a what cunt. didn't we do, Texas? And you said we just sounded mad during it or something. We were both pissed off because we had just done that interview. We we ran it about Star Wars the whole time for some reason. It was just a nightmare. That whole episode, like I've you, never listened. You ran it for like thirty minutes about something, like just straight, just you just ranting, and me not even saying. I wasn't even going like, yeah, yeah, like it was just nothing. It was just you, like Whoa. I'm gonna tell you something else, and it was just like, rawr, rawr, like it was just fucking bad. Yeah, there you go. And then people you, might like that. Though. And then you stopped, and you were actually chill. And then you got me going, where I was just like, I'm gonna tell you something else, and it was just, it was just awful. But yeah, it would be very, it would be very entertaining, and it's, you know, honestly. Raw and uncut and uncensored, how we, how we like to stay around here. So we'll put it up eventually if you guys give us enough demand for it. Uh, the Hitcher, love it. Uh, Deadly Friend, Poltergeist 2. One of my favorites that I thought we've done, but we never have, is Witchboard. I would love to do that. Yeah, I've got that. Uh, Critters, April Fool's Day, another one we definitely need to do. We've almost done this a few I like times. Critters 2. I have, two. I have that box set, actually. I like part two. One that we've almost done a couple times, but we still haven't done it yet, but we'll do eventually. It's Maximum Overdrive. Uh, yeah, I did, you know, it's one that I don't think I really want to give to anybody. I think we should just watch it. Yeah, I do too. It's a good one. Though. It's Stephen King, and I'm kind of protective uh, Friday stuff. 13th, Part 6. It's my favorite Jason film. Have we ever done that one? Yes, I believe we did. Interesting. We've done most of the Friday 13th, honestly. It's really looking we never back did three. like shit. No, I don't think we did three. We should do three. Uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Chop- I don't like that movie. I've never seen it, to be honest. It's overrated. Uh, Chopping Mall, which you can listen to on our Burner episode of Blood Red Throne. They're also a bunch of queefs, so uh, there you go for that. You can listen to that episode and laugh yeah, with us. Fucking dickheads. Um, from Beyond, one of my favorites. Love it. It's fucking raunchy as fuck. Have we ever done From Beyond? Yeah, we did. Yes. We actually just did the movie. We didn't put it with anybody. That's okay. And we did Ken Foray. You're all about to get that later tonight. Uh, uh, aliens. 
And we got Night of the Creeps, which we did for our Boys and Gorgasm. And uh, Dr. West's favorite film from 1986, David Cronenberg's The Fly. You. Which I say that every time <laughs> we do it. Which is completely inaccurate. <laughs> Hang on, we got more. Uh, let's see. Big Trouble in Little China. I mean, of course. You gotta mention that one. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Dude, that's my favorite movie probably of that year. Yep, Top Gun. Well, well, actually. Cobra, Delta Force. Trick or Treat, probably. Yeah, Trick or Treat's the shit. Uh, Crocodile Dundee. Not Trick or Treat. Not Trick or Treat. The the Gene Simmons. Thank you. Yeah, not that. The Asgard. You know, I can't get into the Trick or Treat movie. Can't get into it. I like it. I thought it was pretty good. I can't get into something new. Um, Can't get into it. Back to School, Rodney Dangerfield, Golden Child. Another one that came in today that you got. It was also on this list. You just had an 86 night. It's weird. Three Amigos came out in 86. I didn't get that today. Three Amigos? Oh, you got the Three Musketeers. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Well, whatever. Three Amigos. That's good, too. It is. Uh, Police Academy 3, Howard the Duck, Stand By Me. Howard the Duck is something I could never get into. People love that. It's really movie. strange. People that love it, love it. That's mm-hmm. weird. Uh, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. Love it. About Last Night. Love it. She's got to have it. That's a black comedy. It's actually pretty funny. Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Love uh, it. One Crazy Summer. Love that movie. It's John Cusack. And, it's so uh, good. Demi Moore. If you guys are fans of Better Off Dead with John Cusack, watch One Crazy Summer. It's a savage Steve Holland director. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. No Blu-ray. It's gay. Come on. Come on <laughs> Check it out there for uh, me. Labyrinth. On. Overrated turd. The Color of Money. Love it. Karate Kid Part 2. Don't like it. Never seen it. Uh, super wubby film for me, Short Circuit. Can't deal with it. No? I love it. I am a lie. And then I blow yeah. it up. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, one of the best Disney movies ever made, The Great Mouse Detective. Very good. Yes, yeah, it's Vincent Price in it. It is. Good shit. He's the villain. I don't know if I said Cobra, but Cobra. You did have said it like five times. I'm one of those assholes that watches it on Christmas because it takes place around Christmas time. It does. So that's when I watch it. It does. Don't fuck yourselves. Uh, Transformers the movie. That's a Dr. West obsession. And Matt Harvey loves that movie. I'm going to give a shout out to that right now. He loves that movie. Yeah. We were going to watch that for you guys coming up, but that's it's changed. Yeah, we're the other doctor. We haven't really worked Mr. it out. Sewage is no, no. Oh, he said one. Oh, yeah. We're not going to reveal it unless you want to. But since we're on the Matt Harvey episode right now, I mean, yeah, let's go ahead and do I it. I guess you can go ahead and reveal it unless Ross changes his mind. I don't think so. He seemed pretty hell bent on this. Uh, so <laughs> he said he wanted to make fun of something. <laughs> Correct. And so, the movie is called, which is something I ever heard of before, which is good. We'll see what it is. The big reveal here on this episode. Vicious Lips. Vicious Lips. I mean, it sounds... And the quote from Ross to Dr. West was, Charles Band Production. He's like, Roger Corman didn't have all the quality control. So Ross is apparently a a Charles Band fan, maybe. Well, that's just all the fucking full moon shit. (laughs) I told you. Let's see, Violent Vicious Lips is uh, <laughs> Sometime in the distant future A fledging band gets an opportunity for a breakthrough If they can make it in time to a far away planet To perform in a very popular club <clears throat> Oh, this sounds great 
Albert Pion is the director. Which I don't know what he fucking directed. Uh, oh, he directed Cyborg by uh, the Jean-Claude Van Damme film. By the way, this is not 1986, what we're talking about. This is 85, 89. 89. I don't know what... Anyway, we're watching it, kids. If you guys want to watch it, I found out from Dr. Ross Sewage that it is on Amazon Prime, if you'd like to go check it out right now. Before we it, watch it, it is. It, it Vicious Lips is actually 1986. How weird. Yeah, isn't that crazy? All this shit. We've been lucky with all this. But Albert Pian, really who bizarre. directed this, did do Cyborg. I don't see anything else that he did that I. No, he did know. something else that I like. But all this stuff is just like weird. Well, he's done something else. Fucking that I Super I can't B stuff. Can't remember what it was. Uh, Omega Doom with Rucker Howard. That's it. That movie kicks ass. Yeah. 1996. That one. It's a good movie. I've got it on Blu-ray. He did a uh, uh, Joe Bob's Drive-In Theater. Apparently, he directed. That's amazing that stuff. Which is nasty. Um, Music? I see the... Yeah, I'm trying to see with this real quick. The Prior to 2013 film, I've never been given a video release in the United States, so it took until 2013 for this film to come out. I'm trying to see if there's any notable cast in it. Um, oh, fuck it. We'll, we'll, we'll get to all that when we actually do the film, but Vicious Lips, be on the lookout because we're going to do that. With uh, with Ross and, and hopefully Matt as well, he'll join us back on the oh he on is. The podcast here. Yes, we're just gonna party he is. up. Hell I was yeah. told he is so. We're gonna party up with them on their upcoming tour, which you guys uh, just check out those dates online and and uh and prepare for your show. Go support them in the crowd. Fuck yeah! There's another band there, but don't support them. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, here we go. Um, this is some records from 1986 that I've chosen here for you. Of course, Rain and Blood. And yep. Peace Sells Who's Bond. Uh, for Matt, we've got Master of Puppets yep. for our guest. Uh, Pleasure to Kill for Dr. West. Yep, that's a little and then, uh, creator. Another Dr. West classic, uh, Fate's Warning Awaken the Garden Guardian, even though that band took a shit in my mouth. Um, <laughs> uh, Destruction, Eternal Devastation. Love it. Uh, Flossum and Jetson, Doomsday for the Deceiver. It's a great album. It's good. Got, uh, former Metallica bassist. Uh, Jason Newstead. Correct. Thank you. And then uh, King Diamond, Fatal Portrait. Love it. Orbit Visions by Sepulter. So it was produced in a toilet bowl, but it God does. bless you, Sepulter, because I love you still. <laughs> uh, let's see here. The Dark from Metal Church, Orgasmatron from Motorhead. Two of my favorite albums from those bands. Uh, Ultimate Sin from Ozzy Osbourne. Rage for Order from Queensryche. It's a great album. Mm-hmm. Trilogy from Yngwie Malmsteen. It's good. Uh, Black Sabbath, Seventh Star. Love that record. So underrated. It's good. Just because Ozzy's not on it doesn't mean it's not good. Ozzy shit's overrated, kids. Anyway, I like all that other... Ozzy uh, shit's overrated. Cinderella Night songs. Y'all can make fun of me. I don't care. It's really good. What is it? Uh, Cinderella Night songs. I love it. Cinderella's great. That uh, great. Tell the Devil from Striper. It's a fun listen. You're going to laugh at everything. Uh, Possessed by Fire from Exumer. We had them on earlier this year. The recording never happened because my thing died. Um, I remember that. Sorry, Exumer. Uh, Game Over from Nuclear Assault. Menace to Society from Lizzie Borden. Uh, Born Too Late from St. Vonis. Uh David Lee Roth, Eat em and Smile. Alice Cooper Constrictor. That's her favorite one. Uh, Wasp Inside the Electric Circus. Great my album. favorite Very Wasp album, too. Uh, Russian Roulette from a set. That's a special one for you. Isn't that weird that that popped up? Isn't that to get those phone calls? Weird that that popped up today. (laughs) Fifty-one fifty from Van Halen. Love it. The only 
Hagar record that I really like. Judas Priest Turbo there for Corey. Yep, favorite. Um, not favorite, but close. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna have to That's go. That's my booger sugar album. If I'm gonna get a fucking go nuts on the town. Uh, Roar from Turbo. Voivod. If you any Voivod fans out there, but my number one album, and it's gonna go back. Or I've got I've got two. My number two, and then my number one. Number two is Darkness Descends from Dark Angel. Love it. I highly so recommend much. that record. So good. Um, and then uh, the number one record for me on this, and a lot of people argue this with me, but I, well, know, it's your I, favorite. It it's is, and, and it's and I'm gonna have to go uh, Beyond the Gates from Possessed. Oh, of course. And there you go. That's it. Stomps, That's all I got. Stomps the shit. It's good stuff. A lot of good. '86 is just a great year for a lot of things, and especially. The stuff we like. Oh, and the we Fastway do. soundtrack is another thing. It's not mentioned in there, but the, the Trick or Treat soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Fastway. Of course. Yeah, Fastway. Well. It's good stuff. <laughs> little alternate there for you. And, uh, yeah. Now we're going back to the. Uh, I always forget that William Katz character, he has PTSD because he was in Vietnam. And it kind of goes back. Oh, uh, that guy stuff. played Bull on Night Court. Oh, wow. He's in a ton of stuff. Though, he was right? bald and played Bull yeah. on Night Court. I forget his name. <laughs> Uh, but I just recognized him. It's amazing. Oh, Lucky Strikes are about like 15 bucks a pack and they have no filter. Um, Very good cigarettes, though. I can already tell you this right now. Watching this, I am not into this at all. No? No, it's... it's. I, I think I've been looking away too much, too, so I don't really know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, you're not on. really zoned in on it. Uh, um, from what I remember from this... <clears throat> and again, I have not seen this since it yeah. was new, so... But William Cat's character... Has PTSD, so he has like flashbacks of Vietnam shit. That's not all the time; it's in the film, and you know, this kind of goes back and forth. I think it's a cool little element. You don't really ever see this kind of shit. I mean, Jacob's Ladder is really the only thing I can think of with the Rambo PTSD thing. Well, I mean, for like horror movies, you know. Oh, right. Um, and I also think Prowler, but you know, the that's World War One. Yeah, and uh, or two. Remember which? Well, yeah, but still with like war stuff. It's two. Anyway, but what I was going to say is, actually, I think one of those. Yeah, you know, a lot of stuff we'll watch, and you know, like we we watched, and I, I was very blunt about this, and I'll I'll be blunt about it again. I'm a huge, huge Monster Squad fan. Love it, but none of the creeps was just a fucking turd when we watched it. Yeah, I mean, it's overrated as hell. Like, I just don't like it. It's one of those... Like, the acting is horrible, except for fucking Tom Atkins. And I think the only reason people like that movie is because of Tom Atkins. Thrill me, which is awesome. Right. But that's it. And that's the only reason I kept it, because I love Tom. We met Tom, and Tom was very nice. Thank you, Corey. Anyway, but... uh, Yeah, he's awesome. And thank you, Sean Clark. Uh, But anyway, but yeah, I just... I don't know. You know, and I'm not saying I'm feeling that way about this. Do you know what this feels like? This feels like a comedy poltergeist. Almost, but this one's way more raunchy than Poltergeist. Like, I actually think this one's got a lot more... Um, See, you're remembering stuff about it. I don't remember a fucking thing about this. I could not tell you what's going to happen next. I, I couldn't, couldn't tell you that far, but I remember it definitely being raunchy as fuck. Yeah, interesting. Excuse me. An interesting it's thing about, Poltergeist. about horror movies is some were... And that, there's people out there listening who love this movie. Poltergeist always felt just, like a Disney movie to me. Like it just did. I don't know why. The first one? Yeah. Well, I mean, Spielberg and Toby Hooper, it's kind, yeah, of, it's, it's kind of two contradicting people. Right, it, but it's more it. supernatural. Like, of course it is a horror movie, but I never really, you know, the clown, I thought the clown's cool as fuck. And I think that uh, Sean Clark, again, I'll shout out to you, you're fucking awesome for having that goddamn thing. Because um, he has that fucking... I mean, I love He has that fucking clown. But I... Look, I and, love and, and, it does, and it actually does scare me. I can't watch it by myself. But what I was going to say is, but see, this, it's like... 
This is more of a creature feature to me than it is. It's just bizarre. Yeah, it is. And there's weird elements to it, but it's it's good in its own way. It's- I had someone recently, I'm not going to say who they were, because I don't want to like put them on the spot on this podcast. Cody West. Anyway, um, <laughs> said that The Shining was not a horror movie. Well, I think it is. That is a horror movie. I know, but he he thought of it as more of a suspense thriller because he had never seen it. I know it's hard yeah, to believe somebody's never seen, seen that, but he'd never seen it. And we watched it, dear friend of mine, love you, Cody. But anyway, but yeah, it's a horror movie to me, you know. And, and now now the Stephen King book is a horror book, but the Stephen King version, the TV movie thing, that's horrible. Yeah, that's horrible, it, not a horror movie, right? It's just it's just bad. Like I felt like that was more suspense than anything, but you know, it, it seems like. Two people that I love dearly have had the same thing happen to them. Stephen King and, of course, Gene Roddenberry. And it seems like any scrappy piece of paper or any little... that people find with their with their ideas on it, people want to go out and make a TV show or a goddamn movie or a miniseries. And you really shouldn't do that. You know what you should actually do with the piece of paper? Just throw it away. <laughs> Instead of making every idea that they had into something, yeah, there's a reason it was on a piece of paper, you know. Yeah, because <clears throat> to me, I'm going to tell you guys something else too. Any Stephen King fans out there, under his Richard Bachman fake name, The Running Man, I think is one of the best things he Ooh. ever wrote. That's some raunch, but one of the best things he ever wrote, in my opinion. Fucking nasty. Um, you know, you should look this up. Who did the makeup for this? I was about to look. Yeah. I bet Steve Johnson. <laughs> That's old Steve Johnson. He's at every convention. Come on in and meet Steve Johnson. Yeah. He worked on them goes, buzzer boy. Yeah, I met him. Well, he mainly just did the Slimer stuff, but when I was watching Friday... Come on, meet that Steve, Steve Johnson. Johnson. When I was watching... We got him uh, down here tonight on, on, on Scared Retarded. Yeah, We've well, got him on here tonight. He's going to say, Man, what do you like to do when you take a dump? <laughs> anyway. It's fucking stupid. Fuck. Anyway, um... You know, if more people would just be honest about who they are, and like especially if they don't know who they are, their life would go a lot smoother and I wouldn't want to kill them. Right. Um, and that's just a little side note there. But I just think, you know, for me, and again, and again, as I've done before tonight, I will, I will not mention any names, Squire's tour manager. Um, <laughs> if you're going to act like a douchebag... You know, please don't do it to me, Corey. You know, just don't do that. And we'll get to that in the next episode. I'm not going to get it on this because this is for Matt. But but just don't be mean. You know, don't be mean to us. We don't have time to deal with that, especially when we don't give a fuck. And we're not getting paid. <laughs> so, you know. Anyway, this movie so far to me, I feel like I'm watching like a half-assed burps. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. But it's not bad, because William Cat was very nice to me, but it's just, I don't have a whoopee with this. This is not something that I watched over and over and over and over again on cable. Right. You know. You guys want to watch a weird Dr. West movie? I'm going to give you one right now. I love Corey Feldman, even though he was very odd and strange to me when I met him a long time ago. But I wanted to give a, a shout-out to a movie that he did that's atrocious, that I could watch every day. It's called Meatballs 4. I've never seen that. It is fucking awful, and it rules. Like, if I was dying, I would want y'all to put on Meatballs 4. Really? Yeah. It's that, that, okay. And you know what I'm going to do for you guys right now? Special treat. Where's, just for the, where's the box for this? I'm getting all kinds of different stuff from this. 
What are you talking about? You're at the the. Oh, I'm sorry. Case for this. Here you go. Enjoy. I'm gonna. Oh, it's the fucking gigantic, fucking crazy. Yeah, I didn't fuck around. Um, and I didn't get that big pimping with the. Is that a I got it book? Off, I got it off. E, it is. Word. I got it off. E fruit. E fruit. Now while he's um, reading, guys, I'm going to play you guys something. Okay, so just enjoy. This is a little snippet for you of an awful film that Doctor West loves. Meatballs. Special makeup and creature effects by Barney Berman, Brian Wade, James Belhovic. Okay, you guys ready? Here we go. And Bill Sturgeon. Can't believe it's on here. Vincent West! He's a natural born leader. Come on, guys, let's do it. Come on, anything's possible if you want a bad night. Look at Michael Jackson. Oh, Michael Jackson, not too. Jesus Christ. We need to watch this. That's fucking good. <laughs> that looks like a Nickelodeon movie. No, here's here's what's funny about it. Let's talk about that movie. I saw that movie on HBO in like 92 when it came out at like 4 in the morning. And here's the God's honest truth about it. I don't know why. If you guys are movie people like me... It would just hit me right at the right time, even though it was horrendous. I loved it. I can see you liking that movie. It's weird. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's fucking it's got the dude, the old dude that played Pete from Twin Peaks. Yeah, okay. And it's got it's got fucking Corey Feldman, even though he was a buns to me when I met him. He wasn't mean, he was just a buns. <laughs> and it's just good. It's awful. Oh, he does like this. Michael Jackson dance in it. And all these people are like, woo, yeah. Even though, you know, they didn't know at the time Michael Jackson was like molesting little boys. Yeah. But anyway, but what I was going to say is, <laughs> it's horrible. But it's no horrible than some of the horror stuff I like. And that movie is a horror movie if you just want to watch bad acting. <laughs> you know, but it's great. If that makes any sense. It's, it's really good. And actually, I just found it on YouTube if you guys want to go watch it for free, so enjoy. Uh, and we can't get sued, by the way, over Meatballs 4, by the way, because it's out of print. So It's on Moratorium. You can't sue us. doesn't exist. Right, so the art, the effects dudes, makeup, whatever, they've uh, done a lot of stuff, like been sculptors on stuff and just did visual effects for a lot of stuff. Um, some notable films that they've done... Was it fucking Steve Johnson? No. It was actually really cool. Like they're all different people. There's about like four or five. Welcome, welcome to this convention where I'm not going to mention. And 
Steve Johnson's here. Hundred bucks, three hundred for a fucking spend the day with Steve Johnson. You can watch him take a shit. That's fucking stupid. We got old Brian Wade. He's worked on Friday Thirteenth Part Six. He's worked on. Dude, did they make up for this? One of them. Uh, that new Swamp Thing show. Galaxy of Terror. I mean, Aquaman. He's done some crazy shit. The new Scary Stories thing he's worked on. They did some new stuff. Uh, Batman vs. Superman. I mean, these guys had careers after this. Um, of course, all these guys also worked on The Thing, too. Uh, really? Yeah. And you can kind of tell from that monster, honestly. That Barney Berman. Um, they were all under... Uh, they must all been under fucking uh, Rob Boutine. Yeah. They were part of his crew. Which I don't think this Barney Berman dude did the thing. I'm not sure. Most of these other ones have. Rob Boutine, uh, uh I'm not sure it. what Rob does anymore. I think the last thing that I knew that he did was like Men in Black. <laughs> Barney Berman did, the first film he did, the makeup effects lab technician was Star Trek 3 Search for Spock. Did this right after that. Starship 3. Star Trek 3. I thought you Search said Starship. Starship 3. Search Starship for, 3. The Star, Star, Search for Mock. Search for Mock. I was like, what are you uh, talking about? A Whisper to a Scream, Blood Diner, Slaughterhouse, Fright Night 2. I have From a Whisper to a Scream. Uh, Brain Dead. That's a Vincent Price thing. Class of 1999. In case you all didn't know that. Body Snatches. Little Rage Carry 2. Oof. Wait, just the one just called Body Snatchers? Yeah. I've got that. Uh, the Grinch Stole Christmas. There you go. If it's the one I'm thinking of, it came out in 93. Black like 2. Done that new Dawn of the Dead turd. So he's done, you know, he's done some pretty good stuff. And then you got, uh, over on the other side here, special effects. And then you got visual effects. But uh, James uh, Belahovic. hope I'm saying that right. He, this guy. Olamo Shmolarovic. This guy has the best resume, in my opinion. Corey wants to know if you've seen Shmolaro Holomovic. He just did the animation effects sequence for the thing. He's a miniature supervisor on the troll, miniature animator on the wraith, speaker transformation assistant on Trick or Treat. Awesome. Uh, miniature supervisor, Evil Dead 2, did Beetlejuice, Critters 2. This is where it gets good, folks. For the special effects here. First film he actually worked on was this one. For that, for the visual stuff. Uh, mainly he's miniatures. It's under Backwood Films is what he did on this on, on the house here. He also worked on Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Uh, he was in the Botine effects crew for Total Recall. And Robocop 2. Interesting. And Robocop 3. And he was a special prosthetics, mechanical device, and house miniatures for Alterian Studios, Inc., which did family, uh, Adam's Family Values. So, yeah. Uh, also, Drop Dead Fred. A lot of people like that movie. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's a boutine guy. I think most of these guys are. That's why that thing looked like the thing. So, that's pretty Corey, cool. Corey, you ready for a new segment tonight? Let's do it. It's called What's in Dr. West's Order Box? What's he ordered from Amazon? I like that. And here we go. And we're going to start first with... This is literally not joking. This is everything I've ordered. So first we have... Just one second. Because I have to pull these little things up. It is Death Stranding, the collector's edition on PS4. Huh. Uh, Norman Reedus is the visual double for this. Yeah. Um, and it's a really cool looking video game. Uh, another thing we have is uh, The Devil Rides Out, which is my favorite Love it. film. 
The Blob from Screen Factory. Uh, American Werewolf in London from Arrow. The Jetsons from Warner Archive. <laughs> the Omen Collection from Screen Factory. Oh, yeah. Uh, Shazam from Warner Archive. Shazam. And a movie that I really wanted to really bring a lot of attention to because it's an amicus film and it's called From Beyond the Grave. And it's finally coming to Blu-ray from Warner Archive. I'm very excited about it. It has David <coughs> Warner and it also has Peter Cushing. It's amazing. And it's an anthology film. And I remember seeing it when I was very small. Not the theater, but like on TV with my uncle like late at night. Scared the hell out of me. Oh, yeah. Very cool. And for David Warner, if you don't know who that is, he was in a lot of stuff. But one of my favorite quotes from him uh, is from Star Trek V when he's like, We're already prisoners on this wordless. We're already prisoners on this worthless lump of rock. And then Corey has to fart on <laughs> Thank you for farting on my Star Trek. Anyway. Boop, boop. That's what I get for feeding it, folks. All right. But anyway. Uh, yeah. So If I waited any longer, I think I would have combusted. I think you should have taken poo. No, no. That wasn't a... a but I was going to say that for real, though, like, there's some good stuff coming out. <laughs> yeah, you got a pretty good... That's what's in the doctor's box. There you go. Orders that I've actually ordered, but it's all stuff What's that I want. In the doctor's box. I have to make sure that you know, it's all stuff that I actually box. want. It's just weird, but either way. Oh, and tonight wouldn't be tonight without a couple of things from me that I always do. Yeah, we we're going to do it in the beginning. You forgot about it. Well, that's okay. Yeah, so far this film there's a lot of fucking flashback. I think. Uh, also, I've been paying attention and trying to figure all the other technical shit out about this movie. William Katz's character here, he's doing a lot of shit on his computer. I think he's writing a book or he's remembering all this war bullshit and getting freaked out and his house is freaking out on him too. So. Anyway, we got Matt Harvey coming up soon. New album horror, out from Relapse Records. Uh, the new great album. It's 26 uh, that, minutes that long. That Slaughter, really that Slaughter video thing was long since sold out, but it was a pretty cool fucking package. You guys should still go check it out and cry about it that you didn't get one. It's pretty nice. Um, it had like a VH, like, like a VCR packaging, and it had like it looked like a videotape, and uh, had a really you know like a blockbuster style card, and it was a Slaughter video, and it was really cool. And I, I don't know if that's a real place. I think it's like a pop up. And they did, you know, they were there, if I'm not mistaken, Exhumed went and went to that Slaughter Video place when they had it, and then those guys kind of curated a little pre-order thing for them. And I could be wrong about that, but I feel like they went, they actually went to like a pop-up sure. Slaughter Video place that they did, and uh, the promos are really fucking cool when they took pictures of the, you know, for this album, and I just like the packaging, it looks really nice, uh, I love the horror nod, and how, how looks just retro and um, it's just cool as shit so you guys pick it up whatever formats they got available pick them up I think the vinyls are pretty fucking bitching I think the splatter one's already gone but there's another splatter one um, so just go on the Exhumes website at relapserectors.com slash Exhumed and find all their merch on there and fucking pick some shit up go see them on tour and buy merch from them also helps it goes a long way folks and also be sure to unlike um, our former host of our stuff posted our material and be sure to go unlike that I'm not even going to say their name but you just go unlike it because we are not with them anymore we're not affiliated with them I was never affiliated with them and uh, I've got this clip there for them if you're listening those guys are fucked that's fantastic those guys are fucked that's fantastic those guys are fucked
<laughs> Again, that's I wanted. That's I'm words not, from Spicoli. And look, I, I'm not going to mention what I'm talking about. I am talking about Out, Outlander Media Network. Be sure to unlike anything that you have of theirs because we are not affiliated with those cocksuckers. I never was, and uh, don't like them. But uh, this is what I do think about Outlander Media Network. That's fantastic. Those guys are facts. That's fantastic. Those guys are facts. 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 That's also what's You know, I don't want to, you know, beat it to death, but again, this is for every single human being at Outlander Media Network. Those guys are facts. That's fantastic. Those guys are facts. That's fantastic. Those guys are facts. I think you actually, uh... Facts. Facts. As you were saying that, William Cat was blowing up a fish with a fucking gun. Like a well, it's a perfect. Anyway, just a little side. That was just a small little think, thing. There. I think you should dress up in a wetsuit, like a surfer suit, and, and knock on their door and then just be like, those guys are fags. Oh, no. They're going to get a visit from Arthur Fleck. And then you have... Uh, uh, Arthur Fleck will be visiting them. No. Um. Anyway, we're back to our regular scheduled program tonight. That was pretty trippy, though. Yeah. Often invitated, you're not Dr. West! Often invitated, you're not CG! <laughs> CGC. It's too many things for me to do at once. We're on the loop here, kids. It's my childhood just for you. And we can't get sick if it doesn't exist. That looks like a fucking... Woo. Here's some crazy stuff going on now. Right kind of digging it. Uh, he was... Uh, you know, now he's really freaking out. I guess PTSD's getting to him. The, that's a nasty fucking bitch right there. It's fucking... It's like a goddamn... I don't know, fucking genital ward or something. Um... It's pretty nasty. Oh, and he actually killed her. That's amazing. He killed the hot chick. Hot chick. Now he's going to prison. Prison dude's got a pink phone. Norm from Cheers has a pink phone. That's actually a flesh phone. Look at that. That's really weird. It's a flesh-colored rotary phone. Which, kids, I don't know how old some of our viewers are, but I was, uh, unfortunately, young enough... When it was still around, but I, I had a rotary phone for a while when I was growing up, and I hated that fucking thing. Then we moved on to, you know, a lot of you people probably listening weren't old enough or didn't live long enough so far to have to painfully experience phones before smartphones. But I think, honestly, it was a better time because people nowadays have way too much access to stuff, people have way too much access to other people's lives and who they know. And uh, it's not good, and, and the main reason Facebook exists and stuff like that. <coughs> Social media is just so you can get easily marketed because people, you know, companies can figure out what you want and what to sell you. They'll throw it in your face. That's all it is. Oh, w- real quick, this is—I just want to throw this out there too. Uh, Corey and I were replaced by our significant others, and you know who you are. I'm not going to get into a big thing about it, but I would like to let you know that uh, to the ladies that did that to us. This is what we think of your choice. 
That's fantastic. That's That's just, you know... That's it's just a fun way to reintroduce Spicoli into this. Well, it is. And, and, I, and, you know, I think Matt probably digs Spicoli. Oh, yeah. You just Spicoli's got, You just got spicoli uh, <laughs> <laughs> The rest of that... The actual clip of that is actually pretty awesome. He's like, you got to get ready for school, you butthole. Yeah. Get out of here, you booger. Get out of here, you booger. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the movie is that part, too. I just love it. I'm chilling. Where he's doing that being on, interviewed on ESPN. It's fucking awesome. Um... But yeah, as I was saying, I think people have too much oh, access you mean to this. stuff. That's it. I'll get to the good stuff. that way and say, hey, bud. It's your Dad brother. It's your brother. It's your brother. Dad says you're gonna be late. Like, mm. <laughs> no, I'm the little kid that's calling a butthole. <laughs> my brother in that scenario is Picoli. So be like, Mom says we're gonna be late. Actually, it's me. You try to wake me up. Yeah. Mom says we're gonna be late. Butthole. <laughs> Mom says we're gonna be late. Booger. Who's <laughs> with me? Awesome. Yeah, people. Some people, I think, uh, you know, the way a lot of us did grow up was actually having. That the biggest thing that happened to me was having, you know, we had a corded phone in the fucking kitchen like everybody else did. But uh, getting the cordless phone where I can walk around and go outside in the fucking driveway and talk to people, that was fucking awesome. With my bare feet, just walk outside in the driveway and see how far I could go without losing reception and just talk on the cordless phone. It was fucking awesome. Because I, I like to walk, I walk that around. That guy was on L.A. Law, the <clears throat> cop. Yeah. Seriously, I don't know his name. No, 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 no. No, no, scratch that. I'm wrong. In the heat of the night, the TV show. He was a he was he was one of the deputies. But yeah, uh, sorry about that. It took me a second to actually get that. Right. No, you're good. Uh, but that was nice. Now everybody has access to every fucking thing. Things about to go on a resty poo. Oh no, we're good. I got it. 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 Yeah, it was a different time, and I think it. Oh, now you're backing up, backing up the film. Sorry. We rewound it a little bit. It's cool. You guys still following along? We're we're, doing we're still right. good. It was just a second. We hope you do. We hope a lot of people actually use us as their as their commentary. Because a lot of people that think they know how to do that and they don't. Not like Phantasm. So um, we thank you for choosing us as your uh, steady commentary here for your for your horror films. Hopefully, you buy these films and enjoy them or stream them and. It's that time of year, too, where maybe you guys don't... For some reason, maybe you just like the metal stuff, and you uh, just tune in to maybe get into horror. Now's the time of year to get into it, you know. Um, You always got Phantasm lurking around somewhere, where we can always be used for something. So, 
But we like to kick it up a good few notches this time of year because it's a lot of fun. And I watch horror movies more this time of year because I watch them every day anyway. But, you know, I'll make like a list and uh, have specific ones I'll watch that I have to watch. But yeah, it's a... But as I was saying with the social media shit, I think a lot of people need more breaks from that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are just too into it and need need time off. It's just, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I think a lot of people get way too sucked into social media stuff and what people think about them. <laughs> I'm on social media. Right yeah, <laughs> and here's Dr. Wesher's like, eh, fuck you, I'm going to no, it right good. now. Uh, I mean, I get it. You keep up with the people you want to keep up with. But people, and I try to explain this too, a lot of people think I have too much, they, they worry too much about reputation. All it really comes down to, folks, is just don't be a piece of shit. Don't, right. fu- don't fuck people over for your own gain. Don't be an asshole. Don't, don't do wrong things. And, and, you know, it'll be an easy life for you and you won't have to worry about reputation. Reputation is for people that feel like they need to prove themselves because they have stuff to hide. Right. <clears throat> or they just don't have anything and they need social acceptance to feel something, which is pathetic. But, you know, a lot of people walk around in the city we live in and other cities you live in and whatever... And they think they're hot shit, when in reality, all they have is a normal job, they have a normal life, they have a normal girlfriend and or boyfriend, they have just a normal fucking life, there's nothing special about it, as looking around them and seeing who all their friends are that do the same exact things, your your reputation is no good than anyone else's that you're surrounded by, so, <clears throat> the reality is, it's because of social media and things like that, where everybody thinks they they, they have to have an opinion, or they had, you know... Not everybody needs social media. Not everybody needs to have a way to express themselves the way that they do. I think, you know, if you have a band, that's a great way to express yourself. If you have the talent and people around you to do that, by all means, that's a good platform. Or acting, or painting, or whatever, podcasting, you know, shit like that. But I think when it comes down to, you know, certain people don't need a fucking voice. They don't need to have a way to express themselves. They just need to fuck off, you know? So I don't think a lot of people understand that, and they just think, oh, well, I can go on Facebook and talk about whatever I want. It's like, well, you kind of can't. I mean, you can, you can do whatever you want, but it's just kind of, you don't, you shouldn't be a person that's allowed to, you know? used to be back in the day, you know what happened? Unless you call somebody on the phone, you'll never fucking know if they're alive or dead. That's every day you had to call people because you didn't know. Right. And somebody lived 15 minutes away, unless you go stalk them at their house and just show up one day, you know, you're not going to fucking know if they're alive or dead. Nowadays, it's like I see every goddamn thing they do down to what they fucking eat and shit. It's like, right. It's kind of annoying the way society is now where you know everything from people. I kind of like the, the relationships I used to have with people where it's like I only kept up with the people I wanted to you know now you have you see what everybody's doing and that has a lot to do with reputation unless too. you don't follow it like I don't right oh it's nice some of that you could do to yourself it's nice ranch but anyway from us here. here at Phantasm I want to thank Corey for his rant Sorry. Or is out now Exum. I was just kind of explaining you know, and now we'll give Corey his new outro
fucking Dr. Phil. Hey, fuck you. Oh, fuck. Tomorrow is here at Fantastic. We're going to thank Dr. Phil Gorefly yeah. for his input. Fucking dick. Well, I think you need a break off social media. I think the best thing for you... God, that intro... I've never seen that show. That intro was Fan, 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 fan. The best thing for you <clears throat> is to get off your butt and stop <laughs> being on social media all the time. I think the best thing for you is to listen to that new Exhumed album coming out October 4th <laughs> on Relapse Records. Now, here's something I think works for you, Okay. You need to pop in that a new Exhumed record, Horror, came out October 4th on Relapse Records. Don't pee on it. Don't pee on it like Corey Gorecross did to that Cannibal record. <laughs> in the gas station bathroom, you need to actually listen to it and love it. Okay? I think that's the best case scenario for you. But yeah, thanks. That was, that was nice. That was fun. All I'm saying is that people... Know what you're saying makes sense. People don't need to be fucking assholes or think that they're somebody when they're not. When they're nobodies. Most people are nobodies. You know, they just do their thing. But it's cool. You don't have to be somebody. We don't have to be anybody. You know, just fucking don't be a dickhead. Don't step on my shit or what me and the doctor try to do. Don't get in the fucking way. Do your own thing and mind your business. You know? There's plenty of people that, that you know, need to hear this. And uh, don't, don't be afraid, people, if, if you're listening to this now. You can play it for somebody that, like, hey, I listened to Phantasm the other day, and there's a really good segment that I would like you to hear. And just play what I'm saying. There you go. Now, to be honest and fair, I've actually never watched Dr. Phil, and I know Corey hasn't, but I thought that just was appropriate for that. But... Yeah, there you go. See if, you if, we were, if we were ending right now... You need anything at all, just call whenever you get your PTSD under control. No, but... I mean, I think I think I have something more appropriate. Is this worse? Is that what you? No, mean? no, God, no, no. This is this is definitely not. Give me just one second. It's Corey's rant. It's never taken serious, Corey. No, no, I think it's very serious, and I, I wasn't I want, even ranting. No, listen, I want, but I want to actually play something I actually think represents you. All right, and it's it's serious. This uh-huh. isn't. It, it is. This is. I would never joke. About something that serious, because right. I would never want to hurt your feelings or have you think that I was against I you. I hurt my feelings in any way. Okay, well, this is for you, man. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Wishing you the best. <laughs> Check out that new exhumed record. <laughs> Corey's from a Bojangles town. I'm not. <laughs> a Bojangles town. God, that's fucking awful. I told you it was better though. In a lobotomizing town. <laughs> it's still better than Doctor Phil, actually. It, it, I don't know. They're both pretty Bowtown. <laughs> okay. Those are both Bowtown. All joking aside, I will now fix it. This this is the true outro. From uh, uh, the doctor, doctor, which is me, and <laughs> Corey Therapy Christ. <laughs> hey, you're, 
and this is I'm giving you actually a good outro. Uh-huh. Uh, stay fucking horny. Yep, stay fucking horny. There you go. Love Christ. There you go. Hold on. That's my favorite one. Oh, this, this this version of this is better than the yeah. I don't know why this sounds better. This version of this. we can't say what it is for copyright reasons, but we're not listening to anything that we shouldn't do. Right. I'm a Jew from New York City, so we can call it. Fine. Anyway, stay fucking horny. Yeah. Go Christ, <laughs> go Christ. This is my favorite part, though. Yeah. That's the last one. It's echoing. Best part. I will say this. Is that you with the, with the mullet? I never had a mullet. That was a little while. No, okay. I just had a straight bowl. You always had the bowl. Yeah. I had the bowl, too. <laughs> anyway, so there's his proper outro. There's Michael Jackson's hand on that kid's back. But here's... Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because... Well, just real quick, anybody that heard that, because we can't say for copyright reasons what that was. It's called Gore, Gore. But uh, what's amazing is when I saw them when they first put their Kabuki makeup back on... Called Love Christ. And when they played that, I did shoot a hot load... <clears throat> In, yeah. my, in my non-underwearing-ass shorts. Oh, either the commando come. Always some commando. Commando load. Commando, because West is always looking to fuck them ladies. Yeah. You but, 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 but I'm not like oh. angry sponge that fucks everything. Yeah. Sponge of hate. Right. Soul sponge. Soul sponge. <laughs> He's just going to flush that hand down the toilet. Yep. Like boutine hand. Just boutine crew hand. Now, I'll be honest with you, nothing in this has scared me, but it's been entertaining. Yeah, it's very entertaining. Especially this kid with the fucking mullet. It definitely doesn't slow down. It's been kind of... Yeah, the kid with the mullet. You know who that is? That's little Peyton Manning. (laughs) A little fucker. Yeah. That's little Peyton. He's like, I'm going to grow up and be (laughs) sure. I'm going to grow up and throw them football like my daddy did. Right. Oh, by the way, eat a dick, Auburn. Blow me. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh... How'd you like that War Eagle? Yep. War Eagle, that down the toilet bowl. Your yeah. season just got flushed. Got that Gator Eagle. How about that? War Gator. But I'm telling you right now, for reals, uh, I think you're right about what you were saying, and I think a lot of people do do that, and I think a lot of people... I get sucked into it. But I don't get sucked into it as bad as, like, I'm not going to mention any names, Hate Sponge... Um, hate Sponge is the worst. Do you not think? Well, I, did, I thought about. Isn't it. Hate Sponge the worst though for, that you've ever seen? Social media because I lost it for He's just trying to get fucking. He's trying to get his dick wet. I get that. I get that. Well, a lot of people do that, but I. I don't think people really take a look back, like a step back from what's going on with society, and really look at what what people think is okay now. Where it's, you literally have access to complete strangers and all their friends. And you can get into all that just by somebody that they know that you also kind of know. And you can access all of their lives and all their people. You can see how they interact. It's just strange to me. I think it's very weird. And I've never really... It is weird. I've never really come to terms with it. 
like ever like I think it's just a strange thing like I'll add whoever and, you know same thing you know bands and stuff I like to keep up with those people more than I do people I know because people in bands are people I actually respect and enjoy listening to and have fun things to talk about and it's more relatable because most people I'm friends with don't really listen to the fucking music I do or actually watch the horror movies I watch they all just fucking right. pretend it's like they're all a bunch of closet case fucking anime fans it's like you can like anime all you want but it's like all these people like around here it's like the weirdest fucking culture I've ever seen in the place it just makes zero sense it's like I'm gothic I love horror movies and it's like but I really just want to watch Naruto and fucking it's like well, it's uninteresting pieces of shit on this planet live in this area Agreed. Um, but anyway, not to rant about that, I'm just saying, it's strange to me that we have so much access to all these random people, you know. When I add, like, bands and stuff, it's like I want to get in touch with them, or at least just keep up with what they're doing, because we do this podcast, and there's actually a reason for that. Those are the kinds of people I want to see updates from and, and keep up with. Whereas these people that I know that I'm, you know, friends with, or friends of friends, people that add me, that, like know who I am through other friends or have seen me around, you know, whatever, I'm not going to be a dick if you're a nice person, it's fine but I just think it's strange that we have so much access to like one person can lead you to like all their friends who don't fucking know you but you can add them and get to know them and then when you meet people in person most of the time because people are just on the internet so fucking much, when you meet them they're all fucking weird and awkward and they think you're going to fucking kill them, which I mean I might but uh you know, it's just strange how we interact as people now because the internet is like the main way we interact with each other. But then in person, people are just fucking strange. They can't hold a conversation. They're just kind of like wet themselves. Like, I don't understand. You know, it's, it's dumbing down society is what it's doing. It's not doing the right things that it's supposed to do. So like I said, all social media really is is an algorithm for fucking marketing and shit to sell you stuff that you don't need. That's all it is. Which doesn't work on me because I don't have money half the fucking time anyway. But, uh, you know. It's a weird uh, society we live in, but one selling algorithm we can get you in on is uh, to buy the new Exhumed Record Horror, which came out October 4th on Relapse Records. So, hopefully we say it enough times, it'll just come up all the time. Because <laughs> they listen to what you have to say, too. This is fucking strange. I mean, for me... This is crazy right now. These you know, you have to make up the effects. You have to fucking, technology. you know, just do your own thing. You know, I don't, I don't worry about fucking, you know, stuff. I, I worry about stuff that I don't worry about anything. I have, no, just, I'm not saying you. I'm saying just. I think some people just need to just think it's fucking focused and not fucking. It's just you know. strange that people have access to all the shit they do and they don't realize it. They can just go and add people, add people, add people, add people, and then it's like you're either never going to meet these people or. When you meet them, you're just going to be fucking weird. It's like, what's the point? Can I mention something? Because I don't think you saw it. I mean, I deleted it essentially. Got it. But I want to. I want to just talk about the disturbing ass thing that we got in our mailbox the other day. Some dude sent a picture of himself and his kid to Phantasm. What? Yes. Why'd you delete that? Why didn't you show it to me? Because it freaked me the fuck out. What was it? It was like a foreign cat and his kid. And I sent him a thing back. It was like. Not sure what we're doing here, but cool, dude. Keep listening. I like it. Freaked me the fuck out. It was. It was like him with his kid in a stroller going. It was really weird. I wanted to see that. You just deleted it. Yeah, 
don't want that in there. I don't want stuff in there. Like, it freaked me out when I saw it. Like, I was half asleep and it scared me. But I'm, being, I'm giving the guy love, man. What do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. It was like a foreign dude from somewhere. I don't know. And he was like, with his kid in a stroller, give me the horns. It was weird. And it was to me. That's why I didn't really think it much too much about it. But, yeah, it was weird. That's kind of funny. But anyway, cheers, motherfucker. Cheers. Cheers to the stroller guy. Cheers getting your kid listening to Phantasm. Man, he was like a little kid, too. So yeah. Raising him right. Hell yeah. Florida Gators football. Appreciate that. Orleans Saints football. Damn right. You're bringing him up right. New York, New York Mets Jets Bay. football. New York Mets baseball. New York Mets baseball. Then you're bringing him up right. San Francisco Giants baseball. Nah, we're not going to give them well, it's your team. Nah, it's not. It's just a, it's a work in progress. It's not. I'm not giving them any love on here. I just introduced the doctor into really watching baseball. Again. Again. So he's trying to pick, feel it out. But you like Tampa Bay. They're all right. I don't, I don't really. I'm just kind of. You're feeling it out. I get it. No, I like the Giants. You know, it's cool. But I just, I'm just first giving them love on here. They ain't done nothing to get no love. They're Gators and. Fucking Saints get all the love, though. Yeah. But anyway, but it, <coughs> what you said makes sense. But like I said, I think if I could ever tell anybody <coughs> one thing to not do is don't waste your time. And this is a girl or a guy, whichever. Or if you're into dudes, that's great. If you're into chicks, that's fun. Whatever you're into. Girl or boy can undergo with this any way you want to. Just don't ever w- waste your time on someone else that's not returning their time to you. That could be with anything too, friendship, you know. Yeah, your boss, your job, but I'm saying, for me, I'm being specific with a relationship because in the end, you end up just high and dry and have a lot of nightmares, man. It's it's not cool. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Everything was yesterday, today. You're wasting my motherfucking time. Listen, man, look for love. And his name's Vincent in that movie, too. (laughs) However, if you ever watch that movie, Heat, I really consider myself to be De Niro in that movie. Yeah. I think even Gorecross would agree with that. Where's my motherfucking die? Even though it's amazing. But, no, thank you. No, it's perfect. And, you know, if you... We're going to get sued for just this one episode alone. But the thing with it is, what's great is there are so many things that I wish I had just focused on um, being positive. Because I, until I'd been going to therapy, which I should have been in for years and I haven't been, um, I didn't realize that there was like another side to this. Like people would tell me to be more positive, I'd be like, fuck you. You know, but it's something you have to want for yourself and it's also something you have to learn. And I'm not saying you have to have like flowers growing out of your ass, but you know, (laughs) You, you can change your mindset if you want to. What sucks is my therapist, who I've been seeing for months, is actually leaving. So I'm, I'm getting ready to get the crap shoot. So I don't know if that's going to shoot me down another hole of shit. Yeah, and I just lost mine too. Like as soon as we kind of started seeing each other, like, well, I'm retiring. And I don't have a list for anybody you can go see. So that's cool. But to be honest... So they're not even sending you to somebody different? No. Oh, God. No, I haven't had the whole thing closed. I mean, not to get out of that on here, but... Right. Um, the cool thing about... You can come to mine. The therapist I had, though. You know that, don't you? Yeah, I know. For free. Yeah. No, literally, for free. No, I know. You should. Yeah, maybe. Well, we'll see. Sorry, folks. We're getting into, like, personal shit there. Um, No, it's fine. I think people need to hear this kind of stuff, honestly. But the guy I was seeing... That was not a 
a right. prop either. Just the guy room. I was seeing, um, you know, I never went in there and talked about my problems. It was kind of weird. You did? Like, no. Like, I did the first couple times, but then I just kind of talked about my day and how I was feeling, but, like, I don't know. I, I had a weird comfort level with him. Like, it wasn't like I didn't want to tell him anything, but it's like I I just wanted him to... I, I was... I don't know. It was strange. I just kind of want to talk to him about regular stuff and just make him maybe have a break with me. I didn't want to, like, lay all my shit out, even though that's what he professionally does. See, I laid it all out. I just had a weird mindset. Is that wrong? No, that's what you're supposed to do. But I'm just weird, and I go in there every day, and I'm just comfortable, and I just have normal conversations with him. Just, you know, he was in radio for a long time, so we talk about the podcast stuff a lot, and um, we just talk about music a lot and shit for like an hour. We just talk about music and just how other people are and how stupid people are and shit, and you know, got him going. He was like, you know, I feel like I didn't really like help you or do my job very well with you I think we just kind of talk and you know he was like I enjoy us talking because it's actually very entertaining just to be able to talk you know it's like yeah that's kind of what I feel like I need to do when I'm in here but I don't plan it it's just when I come and sit down we just bullshit and it's kind of nice you know it's almost like I mean he's almost like a he was almost just like a friend that just actually I knew was professionally just listening to me you know and, and we would just talk about random shit, and it was a lot of fun. What I'm, what I'm saying, though, is, like, if you go... And I'm telling our audience, it's not necessarily you, but if you go to a therapist, the point of going is to open yourself up completely if you want to try to change things. Now, I didn't believe that, and I had some other people. I had some really good guidance from some people that I know at work that actually told me to go all in on it, and I did, and it's actually, it's actually worked. Yeah. You may not see it, and our audience may not see it, and a lot of other people may no, not see it, but I see feel it. it. Yeah, I definitely see it. There's a lot more, you know, consistent days where you're actually listening and pulling me out of shit, so that says a lot. You know. I needed this. I mean, yeah. I, I think I really, you know, I, I fell pretty hard uh, from the stuff I dealt with, but, you know, to, to our audience, it is this isn't about me. For you guys, if you think you need... You know, help and you, you you don't leave your room and you listen to a lot of podcasts, listen to music. There's nothing wrong with that, but you know, if you're very creative or something like that, if you're kind of socially inept or whatever, you know, maybe look into a therapist. There's a lot of programs in a lot of areas, and I'll be the first to tell you, you know, as a as somebody that's you know got a lot of stuff wrong with them, that uh, it, it doesn't hurt to have someone try to help you. You know, I just hope that my journey isn't about to end because. The person that's helping me was really helping me, but I can't afford a hundred dollars a goddamn visit to well, switch over can. to where yeah. they're going. You know, you guys don't have insurance or something. There's well, the other thing with it is, is this is if you've got insurance, God bless, good good luck with that. But you know, if you don't, there's programs for people that don't because I, I don't pay a cent where I go. Yeah, that's good. And thank God for that. But and I'm not religious. I don't mean it like that. But I mean literally, thank the heavens that I get something that actually can help me. Yeah, that I'm not having to spend money on, but. Not that I wouldn't if I had it, because I would, but um, things are just different, man. You know, like uh, I think sometimes uh, you have to, to look at things differently like that. And it, and it will help you with everything, you know, with, with things you're creative with and things that you enjoy and things that you love. It's, it's good to uh, explore your mind with somebody that knows what they're doing. Yeah, for sure. Because me trying to do it by myself, it just doesn't work. 
I can't self-motivate myself anymore. I think maybe I used to could, but I'm not very good at doing it anymore. But I'm great as long as I've got somebody kicking me in the ass once a week. That's what I Which now I'm doing twice a week, by the way. Yeah. And it's rough because I don't get a lot of sleep and I'm at work. and You know, but I get up and do it and it's been panning out. So shout out to you. Even though you're leaving my therapist, which will remain nameless. But anyway, yeah. You know what's weird though? I will tell you guys this. Always make sure that you tell them what you're comfortable with. And what I mean by that, the very first thing you need to do, like I refuse to talk to a man. Yeah. I just do. And it's because I've always had issues with my dad. My dad's a cocksucker. Um, and my real dad's an even bigger cocksucker. Like my adopted dad's a real asshole. But my 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 uh, my real dad's a fucking piece of shit. But, you know, I, I, I guess, I, but not to get into all that, but, you know, I just wasn't comfortable talking to a man. So, yeah. you know, I like talking to a woman. So my therapist is female, which mm-hmm. I like. It's just easier for me to talk, which is weird because... In social scenarios, I'm not real good at talking to women, but, you know, I'm just not. professional. You're definitely better at that than I am. So, and and that motherfucker hates Sponge as the king. Yeah. He can talk to anybody. He don't care. And you wouldn't think that. Mm -hmm. Of course, he does it through fucking texting and shit. See, I'm not really good. Which is kind of fake. I'm very easy to get out of context with things, because I just, I'm such a wonky person, but like... I'm better to be experienced in person. People, I think, understand me more if they're face-to-face with me. They get it that I'm just fucking weird, but weird in a good way. I'm not, like, creepy weird. I'm just... My head is filled with a lot of junk and filler just from watching movies for 20-some-odd years and listening to metal and, and stupid shit all the time. I have a lot of useless knowledge, so... I kind of live through a lot of reference references and just stupid shit that I've... You know, when you were like me, I don't know if you were the same, but your parents, you know, or my mom worked nights, my dad was never home, but I spent a lot of time in front of the television set, and I watched a lot of movies by myself, so I have a lot of inside jokes, and just, just the way I've lived, you know, I kind of just, movie. if it wasn't for movies, and, and especially horror movies, you know, um, and the music I started listening to on my own, and shit like that, then... You know, it it shaped who I am now and the kind of person I am because I I had all that. That was all my stuff that I had for myself. You know, my brother wasn't sitting there watching a lot of the stuff with me. You know, he'd usually go to bed. I'd stay up till four a.m. watching fucking HBO, Cinemax, and Sci-Fi Channel and all that bullshit. Sounds fun. That's all I used to do. Like five feet away from the TV every night and just sit there in my jammies and eat two bowls of cereal. Fucking just stay up. Real quick, rewind off that though. I'm just saying, you guys, it never hurts to. Uh, we've been doing this podcast for almost four years, which I can't believe. And yeah. I want to thank Corey for making that a reality for me. It gives me an outlet. That rainy night in April. Creative. What's that? That rainy night in April. But, but I, mean, I just want to thank you for that because I, I I didn't even know what they were, you know. And to be perfectly honest with you guys, I guess this could be like the confessional episode of Doctor West, but I I never uh, I never. I never listen to podcasts, and I still don't, because I try to do, what I try to give you guys is 100% real, that's me. I don't want to listen to anybody else and get any kind of influence from it. And it's not like a snob thing, or I think I'm too good to or anything, it's just, I literally try to make this as pure as possible for you. I know Corey does on his behalf as well, but for me, we're generally two people that met that 
you know, <clears throat> just have a lot in common, and we get along really well, and we play well off of each other, if you guys haven't noticed. And I think that's important things in, in your lifetime that you have to find. You know, if you're someone that's creative, you have to have someone to do that with. A lot of people <clears throat> do it with bandmates, and other people do it with actors and directors, and Corey and I do it with uh, this podcast. So it's, it is what it is, you know, oh, but sorry. I'm sorry. But, uh, <clears throat> Oh, yeah, I do a little too frozen. My apologies. Um, uh, oh, where is it at? I was looking. I'm letting it warm up a little bit. I got it a little too. It's going to be oh, cool. goddamn slushy. Well, I don't. <laughs> You're trying fine. to let it. Um, but yeah, this is the, the, the vision I had for this podcast because you know I did a couple before you and I started doing one, right? But there's something I always wanted to do, and you know I wasn't even listening to, to podcasts. You know, even at the time, I knew what they were. I had heard a couple of them. But podcasts were still very new and very out there at the time uh, when I started doing them. Not to say I was one of the first, obviously I wasn't, but there was, it wasn't popular really that much when I started doing it. I kind of did a podcast. It really with, wasn't when we started, was it? I started out, I started doing a podcast almost as like a joke um, when I started doing, when I was doing stand-up comedy. I came up with the pod damn pod that I actually ended up doing a couple episodes of and I made characters up. I did all the voices by myself and edited them by myself and made it like there was other people around and it was just me doing all of it, like kind of like a fucking Eddie Murphy thing or something. Um, it was a lot of fun to do. It was a pain in the ass to edit, but that was kind of how I got started doing that. But I, even with me and, and, you know, shout out to Jadrian too, you know, we used to hit record. We had the sound recorder on my old fucking gateway computer from like 95 or whatever. And we would sit there and just record just us doing stupid skits like and, and having a good time so I was always into recording and doing all that um, but as far as podcasting like it wasn't just really a thing all I knew about podcasts at the time because there weren't that many of them and there wasn't like everybody on this planet doing them either that, that just don't need to be doing them um, but it, it's whatever <clears throat> um, then you know about four years ago which believe it or not Podcasts have been around a lot longer than that, but they weren't really popular until the last few years where people are starting to take notice. But all it is, it's like, it's free radio. I get to hit the record. I don't have to sit there in a fucking, you know, goddamn college studio or some bullshit and sit there and be on somebody else's dime. You know, I could sit here in my house and do it. And speaking of house, there's the fucking Big Ben. <clears throat> it's fucking crazy. This <laughs> giant fucking zombie soldier. Uh, anyway, it's bull from not court. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I don't know. It's just, it, it always just something I wanted to do because I didn't like when I started doing the podcast thing. I, I didn't want to do comedy anymore. I kind of heard that a couple of people were doing a podcast, and I made fun of them. I was like, I have a podcast, and I made a Twitter for it. It's called Pod Damn Pod, and uh, kind of used it as a joke, in and of a joke. Um. Because they weren't really... Podcasts were just kind of coming out then. Right. Becoming popular. So, as time went on, you know, I wanted a way to express myself without having to get on a fucking stage. where People can still hear me and my personality and not have to deal with all the egos and all the bullshit that came with stand-up comedy. Because I always fucking hated it. I never felt like I was a part of anything, even though they people acted like they wanted to help me or actually listen to what I had to say and the reality was is everybody's just fucking 
it's just, you know, I'm still friends with some people that I knew from there that actually did want to help me out, but for the most part, a lot of people are just very egotistical and are never off. Like, I don't like people that are just constantly... It just always seemed like they were competing for airtime and, like, when you're in a conversation with some of these comedians... <clears throat> They're just never off. Like, you think everything that they do is a fucking bit, and they're just trying it out on you. And I, I couldn't stand that shit. Like, I didn't know it was real or fake with these people anymore. It's like my comedic sensibility and awareness for me just comes from me. I don't even think about it. And I don't even know I'm funny until people tell me I'm funny. Because I'm not trying to work out things with people. Like, And that feeling where you can't really tell if people are being themselves or just trying to come up with some jokes and use them on you, like that... It's a really empty feeling to try to be a part of a community and then you kind of feel like you're actually not and they're just constantly trying to work out material or they're I'm just having a normal conversation with somebody you know so um, but that all led to you know my vision I had once I met the doctor um, and it'll always be a mystery to how we met for you fans because it was just a matter of circumstance really um <clears throat> So, once that happened, we were friends for a long time. You know, we used to do this shit anyway. We would sit around and watch horror movies and listen to fucking metal and, uh, you know, just hang out. So, but I always knew the doctor was needed to be heard beyond just me. You know, I think the world needed to hear him and he needed a way to do it. And I knew how. So, it's like, fuck it. We need to do a podcast. We already do what we do to make a podcast work. And even at the time, there wasn't really, like, sit down and watch a horror movie podcast. Like, there really wasn't much of those around, if, if any. Because from what I remember, there wasn't really any notable ones at the time. Now there's, you know, a dime a dozen of them because everybody figured out. Around the same time as I did, there was podcasting was a thing, so everybody can do it, which is great and all, you know. But um, then we started doing the, the interview thing, and, you know, not a lot of people do that either. And some people think... They can copy our format and be better, but they really just don't need to be fucking talking to anybody. They need to be sitting in their house jerking off, listening to fucking White Zombie, you know, whatever you do. Um, <clears throat> or fucking wrestling. <clears throat> but anyway, um, this is always the perfect vision I had for, for the doctor and I was to do this stuff. And thank you guys for listening and all the positive feedback we've been getting lately on, on YouTube and as William Cat punches this fucking... Gigantic Bull ass from Night Court. Bull from Night Court. Zombie soldier in the face. and Very good special visual effects on this. It's just really cool. Thank you to every single band that took the time to sit and talk to us, too. We, the people that have come back and back and back, like Matt and Ross, like, thank you, guys. Like, I, I don't know if I've ever actually thanked you. Like, it's, it's fucking cool to, to feel like uh, I belong to something. Like, I, I'm sure I, spe- I don't want to speak for you, too. No, but yeah. It's nice to actually be recognized for something that we're trying yeah, to since do. We, it's, it's not like it's not like we're making fucking money yeah. we both work two jobs both of us hate I think I hate mine more than yours I don't know some days I guess yeah, you could I'm, me I'm used to my job but I don't I hate my nobody, job but you know it's nobody it's, wants to get up and go do it you know well my thing is I've never appreciated it mine and I used to be at other jobs I had that were probably worse with less pay yeah. and I'm making no money at this job and I'm unappreciated as hell but you know on a on a on a broader note, you know, it can always be worse, and I've experienced yeah. that. And, and uh, I can't believe we're sitting here 
doing this in almost four years. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, we're working on four years. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's been a hell of a ride, man. I mean, it's been, and I'm into keep doing it. It's fucking, it's yeah, been dude. fun. And we just yeah, fist uh, there, folks. Oh, but shit. Yeah. <laughs> and you just evaporated that fucking goddamn bull from Black Court. And he's going, just hit a rock. Um, but yeah, the doctor and I pretty much experienced similar things at the same exact time. And uh, that was a period of time, you know, where there's a lot of things going on in, in both of our lives. And it got in the way of this podcast, but it was stuff we really couldn't control after so long. You know, it's just shit that literally just shit happened and, and kind of tore us down. You know, we're, we're trying to work back up. And thank you guys for your patience. Yeah, the, 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 well, real quick, I want to say to go along with what you're saying, not to interrupt you, but. What we experienced, I didn't realize this till recently, but and I never had a name for it till just now. But what we both experienced at the same time was people in our lives, no matter what role they were, whether it be a father or a brother or a girlfriend, a fiance rather, um, were selfish, yeah. and their selfishness ended up leaving us. In a limbo of hell, and I think it was also us being really comfortable with where we were. It's a little too comfortable and not self-aware. And oh yeah, I would agree with that. Too. And then things kind of, you know, <clears throat> when when the other people or whoever got out of it, and, and you know, we were just kind of screwed. It, it's just it's the way it is. You know, we we were too. We didn't have any backup plans. Shit just kind of hit the fan, and we were done. You know, um, just stuff out of our control. Stuff that'll eventually happen whenever things seem comfortable. You know, if you get too comfortable and you don't have a way out of things in case something fucks up, then you know you're gonna. It's, it's gonna hit you pretty hard. You know, reality's gonna come come in there, and that's just the way it worked for us. And, you know. And not everything stays the same. Not everything's a hundred percent. Nothing's ever perfect or anything. You know, life is life, and it's the fucking cycle continues no matter what. So, you get too comfortable with something, uh, doesn't mean it's going to stay comfortable. You got to that kid's mullet. I don't know. It's like that fucking you just cut it off midway through all the. Trauma. I guess bull from not court cut it. Yeah, just gave him a little hairdo. <clears throat> but um. Yeah, you know, guys, you, you, we struggle with a lot of stuff. And again, thanks for your patience, and thank you to the bands who have always been super cool and given us a chance and realized that we're not just fucking a bunch of geeks don't know what we're talking about. You know, we're actually very well knowledge and well versed in this stuff, and have a good time doing this. And as long as we have the patience from everyone else um, to do this with, you know. Because, uh, believe it or not, a lot of people <coughs> go through a lot of fucking bullshit just to get content content for, for the fans and for us to just have a good time because we want to talk to these people. We're, you know. Uh, Tony's, Tony Sasir did stunt work on that. That's pretty cool. Um, film's over, guys, if you didn't already know that, if you haven't been watching. Uh, but it's a really quick. It's a really quick happy ending. It's just kind of like, oh, the kid's safe. And then he's like, thank God, and it's over. 
Uh, it's pretty to the point as far as the obituary. That shit. Do what? Obituary. Yeah, we'll do the obituary here shortly. Uh, to wrap up my whole rant, I guess. No, please do that. I've got one other thing I wanted to say with you. Right. But I guess the the whole thing. What I was trying to get at is, um, you know, the, this podcast is a passion project for us, and we know that it hasn't been as consistent as people would like it to be, or, you know, it, it's just not. He's a stunt coordinator in this. Yeah. Because we are. You know, we're human. We all have normal fucking jobs. This is something that we would love to do all the fucking time. And I, I, if I could, I'd pour everything I could into this. And I think I have, and the doctor definitely has, over the short time we've done it. And uh, with little time and patience that we have to, to get this stuff out. Um, you know, we do we pour everything we do have into this. It just, I wish I could do more and I had time to do more. This is what I want to do for like a job full time and not, not have to fucking go to work nights every goddamn day of my life. And, you know, it is something I wish, you know, I get the most inspired when I'm at my other job. And I think of all the stuff I could be doing for this. And, you know, but the reality is, is, is Phantasm's not just a podcast, you know, to me or to the doctor. It's just, it's, it's a whole thing. You know, it's, it's, it's both of us. It's, the way we fucking live it's it's very real too you know it's never been a fake thing you know Phantasm's very real to us and to a lot of our fans that listen a lot of you guys you know it's it's not just some bullshit thing and eventually hopefully you guys get to see what it transforms into which would be just more than a podcast we want it to be a whole experience for you guys so um that's for another episode right now we want to just, uh, I guess, get the obituary guys on to uh, talk about, you know, our final thoughts of the film here. Uh, if I can cue up uh, the Tardy Brothers here, we'll get this going. Alright, uh, we're not seeing that in a really long time. I loved it. I think it was cool that Robotine's crew did the effects for it. There was a lot of raunchy uh, little monsters in there. Like I said, I think it's more of a creature feature than it is what people give it credit for. It's kind of billed as like some kind of slasher. I think a lot of people mistake it for what it actually is. Um, totally agree with that. But it's not. It's, it's a straight up like creature feature film. It, it kind of plays on Poltergeist and shit, but I think it uses... Because Poltergeist is just a straight up supernatural film. Like it's a ghost movie. And it, but it does have creatures in it, but it's not as intense as this one. This one is straight up just like raunch butt creature feature, and I, I really like it. I think it's uh, it's good to have in your collection. It's one of the more like you think that it's one of those cult classic ones that everybody has, but really nobody shows house enough love. I don't think. I think it it's one of those movies that's like almost under the rug, but it's not. And I actually really like it. You know, it's 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 campy. I love William Cat. I love all the people that worked on this film. I think it had a really good team to, to put it out. And I like all the Friday the 13th people that worked on it, like Steve Miner, Harry Mafferdini, Kane Hodder. Um, yeah, and that was pre him having, way pre him having that Yeah, Sean S. Cunningham, you know, all the, all those guys. Way, but you know what I mean. Yeah, ways. all those guys. And, um, 
yeah, you know, it, it, I, I actually enjoyed House. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, not seen it in a long time. It's definitely one of those essentials, and it's a movie that I don't think gets enough credit for what it actually is. I think people see it as another film, and it's not. It's a just it's just a good show. Good good movie. I like it. Recommend it. I <clears throat> bought it more of as a I collect horror movies so yeah. you know but it was fun yeah that's about all I got for it like it's not really my thing right well, I say I'm not much of a creature feature person but I wouldn't say that I'm not I guess I like a lot of creature feature stuff but well, I just, what this one is you know but I think it's just it, it's fun you know going to it you, you want something lighthearted for the night it's great yeah, I had a it's good. I think it had a good it's, pace to it. Yeah, it wasn't boring. No, God, no, no, no. It's a lot very of stuff going on. It's very uh, interactive, but it's uh, and it going back and forth with the whole Vietnam thing was different. It, is it my? Is it something that I would describe as for me as a genre defining film? No. Oh, of course not. Is it something that I feel is a good representation of me? No. <laughs> but yeah, for what it is, yeah, it's a lighthearted, fun little movie. Yeah, it's so got yeah, enough, it's alright. It's, it's got enough effects in it where I think it'll kind of curb the, the appetite of gore hounds like me. There's not too much gore in it, but the, there's like creature gore and it's pretty neat. You know, and I, I think the effects are nice. It's really the best part about it. I mean, so, I would rather watch The Gate, but that's just... Oh, yeah, me too, for sure. Or Monster Squad, you know. Well, that's that a whole stuff. different thing. Right. But, but I mean, Still. as far as like, a creature thing, I'd rather... That's campy. Yeah. I don't know. It was never... That movie, I'm glad that I own it. You know, like I said, it's out of print. I'm glad that I own. You can't even buy them separately anymore. No. But, but what I'm saying, yeah, there's comes kind of a rights thing with it. But wow. what I was going to say though is, is for me, it's a nice piece of the collection. Is it something that I'm ever going to probably pull out again and watch? Probably not. Nah, I don't know. You know, it's just it's it was perfect for this. It's just kind of a one off thing. It was just it was fun. Yeah. No, it's and it's, it's cool having it, but it, it's it it has no replay value to me. Like, yeah. like, there's a reason that I never owned it on VHS or watched it on DVD, et cetera, et cetera, because I didn't give a shit. Yeah, I think... Now, the uh, second one, I may pop it in, because I'm actually curious to watch it sometimes, just because I don't remember it at all. Yeah. But I didn't remember that one at all. That one's way more of a comedy. But, but, but for the record, I would tell you all to go watch Greatest American Hero instead. Oh, yeah. It's William Cat right there. Because I actually think it's... Uh, that dude got fucking smoked. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> With your Braves hat on, buddy. <laughs> oh, man, that was good. Sorry, watching football highlights. But, um, yeah. Horror is out now by Exhumed. You can pick it up. It's it's a fucking... 26-minute uh, record. Well, if, if the, the term you like to use for it, I'll go ahead and throw it out there. Turd wagon. It's great. It's it's a it's essentially and Matt would you listen to the interview, he considers it them going back to more of their grind stuff. Yeah, it very much is. And uh enjoy. Um it's very much in the vein and I thought this was really cool as his re- repulsion, excuse me, expulsion, expulsion. record that, that yeah. he did with the repulsion guitarist. Mm-hmm. And uh, which was also a guest of ours, you'll look that up. But anyway, uh, great guy. Yeah, it's it's uh enjoy. It's pretty cool. So yeah, came out. It's on Relapse Records. You can pick up Horror by Exhumed now. And you stream it. Just listen to it. Give it some love. 
Catch Them on Tour. It's coming up. I think the tour starts on Halloween. Yeah, wouldn't a crot. It's fucking not mistaken. Awesome. Yep. We'll see them. And, uh, give them some love. It's going to be a good Go time. to the knots where they're headlining. And give them some major love. Uh, Best way you can uh, help these bands out these days, guys, is going to their shows and buying merch. Yeah. Directly from the band, tip them. That goes to their fucking food and their gas. And, you know, these, these guys aren't fucking millionaires. They're... they're they're fucking doing this because they love doing it and they love putting out music for us and, and you guys. So support them any way you can. Support fucking death metal and uh, give them a crock guy some love too because uh, Chad's a good fucking dude and we'll, we'll go harass him too when we see him uh, on tour soon. And uh, it'll be a lot of fun. So yeah, bring bring the madness on the road to these guys and, and show them what's up. But uh, thank you so much for listening and enjoying our. Uh, my Dr. Phil segments and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and stay fucking horny. <clears throat> but seriously, thank you guys for all your positive feedback lately and uh, blowing us up on social media and, and just getting the getting our gears juiced. It's nice to, to to talk to you guys and have interaction. It's cool. So. And Thanks random, for all that. Random foreign people with their childhood photos. Weird. Yeah, if you want to keep sending uh, metal dad photos, I mean, I guess. I mean, just. I didn't understand it, but I guess it was cool, or they they thought we were somebody else. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I'm. A, I'm not really sure exactly yeah. that they got it. <laughs> I think he was doing the hang loose thing instead of this. No, so I don't was, know. So I don't know. It was kind of creepy. Whatever you know, you, if that's what you. It guys actually found it disturbing because it woke me up. But anyway, but yeah. Like he's just Enjoy, whatever. Out. If that was for us, thank you. If it wasn't, it was a mistake, fuck <laughs> you. So, whatever. Well, now I'll give you the interview that the doctor had with our good friend Matt Harvey of Exhumed. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And stay fucking gory. Yeah, and and they outdid themselves, man. That deluxe edition that they're doing, that thing is so fucking cool. Yeah, it's fucking it's insane. And uh, apparently that's that's what's causing the delay. Like, I don't have the record yet. I mean, obviously I have the music and I've seen everything, but um, they're still getting pressured or the manufacturer was behind or something. So I still don't have a copy of the record in my hands, which is kind of crazy. That is, that's yeah, wild, I yeah. I can't wait to fucking see it. Yeah, I'm like so psyched to see it. Well, you know, when I first saw that deluxe edition, I messaged Ross. I was like, did you do this? He's like, no, I can't take credit for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we were really, you know, it was really cool because, like, a lot of times you have these ideas and you bring the label and like, oh, it's too expensive, it's too elaborate, or, like, you know, not at this point in the schedule or whatever. And you're like fighting for them to kind of do something really interesting. Whereas this time it was just such a nice like collaboration between everybody, between Mark Schoenbach who did the uh, who did the artwork and Rachel Deering who did the you know, Hope of the Layout and then they brought all those elements to relapse and they were like, Dude, what do you think about this? And I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? You're gonna put the album out on VHS? I was like, <laughs> Yeah, of course. Let's fucking do it. Like, duh. <laughs> so it, it's killer. Yeah, it's, uh, and, uh, I got to listen to the album last night, and, uh, I, the, it's really good. And it's, it's, it's very old school, man. I went out, the running time blew me away. I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> 
I mean, it's uh, that that packaging's beautiful. Uh, I was actually lucky enough to snag one, so yeah, it's it's oh, really sick. yeah, it's it's. I loved it. The second I saw it, like I said, it was funny because when I first saw it, I was just like, "You got." I told Ross, I was like, "You guys had to have done." It. He was like, "No, nope, I can't take credit for that." <laughs> it's really nice because you know Ross and I um, have a lot of different ideas and concepts as far as the big picture. You know, um, you know Ross is especially kind of nimble at taking the concept of the music and being able to transfer it onto to other things. Right. And when somebody else comes up with a great idea, we get like super juiced because like, oh my God, we didn't have to think of something. This is amazing. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like a relief. It just, it had you guys all over it. You know, last time we hung out, I was like, when I saw the pack, I was like, God, they had to have done this because it just seemed yeah. too... You know, right up your old wheelhouse. I was like, wow, that's fucking amazing. But I guess, you know, you were, you were with the label for 20 years, and it's almost like they know you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. It's amazing. And uh, to dive into some of the record here, um, do you have some standout tracks you'd like to talk about today we could talk about? I mean, you know, uh, this one, because I guess it is kind of, kind of brief, it's almost like a. It's almost like the whole thing is what it is, you know? I mean, like, right. in terms of my, my, my favorites, I, I like Ripping Death a lot. That's the first song that I wrote. Awesome. And, uh, you know, as a simple man, I like songs that are repetitive. <laughs> <laughs> right. Within, you know, well under two minutes, the song manages to, you know, get the phrase Ripping Death in there, you know, several, several times, which I'm sure. excited about. Um, <laughs> play, playing With Fear was a good one. Uh, that was one of the last songs I wrote. Uh, it's a more like mid-paced thing, and then uh, also our guitar player Sebastian, our new guitar player, or newish, he uh, he came up with a couple tunes for this album. He came up with Rabbit and The Red Death, so that was also exciting to have some new music from you know from a new source. That's always really cool. Well, all these titles for me being a big horror fan, I'm I'm curious if they're tied into what they look like they're tied into, or maybe or. Um, some are and some aren't, you know, it's not, it's not strictly movie-related or whatever, it's just, you know, hopefully they all sound like they could be movie titles. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. They all definitely do, and I, well, one of the tracks that I really liked, uh, uh, first listening to it, um, Ribbing Death, of course, was awesome, and then, um, I love, uh, Shattered Sanity. Oh, nice, yeah, that, that's kind of like a, uh... It's kind of a low crafty type one. <laughs> that one and uh, in the mouth of hell are both kind of more like you know we're seeing something you can't see, breaking your mind, kind of lost forever. You know, right. You know, <laughs> madness of uh, of unspeakable cosmic horror. <laughs> yeah, man, it's something like that. I mean, I, I love the last record, but you guys really outdid yourself on this one. Like, I was blown away. Like, I've, I've listened to it twice, and I was just like, man, this is really good. Like, I, I really like it. Sure. I mean, you know, it's we're trying to make each record different and, and you know, hopefully show people a couple curveballs. And I think the last one was so, um, you know, kind of bombastic and, 
you know, maybe a little bit pompous with some of the you know, film score stuff. Sure. Uh, in, in a good way, you know, very intentionally. Um, and then this one is just like really stripped down, really raw. It's kind of like going from master puppets to like garage days, you know? Right, yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely. Um, Naked Screaming Covered in Blood is another one that I thought stood out. I thought that was really cool. Nice, yeah. That's kind of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing. Uh, uh, with the lyrics. Uh, although, she wasn't naked in the movie, but, you know, hey. Oh, right, or sure, sure. Such. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and then, uh, what was the other one that I was going to ask you about? Slaughter Maniac. What about that one? <laughs> um, you know, like, I don't know if you ever saw those things that they had, like, I, I saw maybe like seven or eight years ago now where it was like create your own thrash metal title and it had like a list of yeah 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 nuclear apocalyptic blah 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 and then the next one was like devastation destruction blah 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 blowout and you could just sort of like mix and match and it was quite funny um, well, my, my two favorite like death metal or metal words really are slaughter and maniac <laughs> and um I always said, you know, if I was going to start a new band, like, if Exhum split up and I was going to make a new band like Exhum, I would just call it Slaughter Maniacs. <laughs> That's and, great. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Playing with Fear is interesting, too. I thought that was an interesting title. Yeah, you know, I actually got that one. Um, I, I had written a song called Playing with Fear for Expulsion, the project that I do with Natalie. Oh, I love that, that, man. That's so good. Thank you. Um, although Natalie Lozuli deserves a lot to share the credits. Um, but anyway, we ended up not working together anymore. Just schedules never lined up and stuff like that. It was nothing bad or nefarious. So um, I had this title, which I actually got from uh, an issue of The Economist, the, the World News Magazine. It was like an article about right-wing populism and Marine Le Pen and Donald Trump and so on and so forth. And I just thought Playing With Fear was such like a, a cool, and that's what the, the Expulsion song was kind of about. But I was like, well, that doesn't fit in with this album at all. And, you know, obviously it was different music, so I needed to change it anyway. And, you know, it just became a song about injecting somebody with serum that drives them insane and, uh, <laughs> you know, lets you kind of point them in the direction of somebody that you want murdered and then they do it for you. Right. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. Ravenous Cadavers. What about that one? That one's interesting. Um, that was one of the, the early songs that I wrote the music for. Um, kind of like that kind of like upbeat, like, um, you know, like the attack is on the hussy with the riff. Yeah. And, uh, I just was like, because we always used to say, you know, next we don't really write about like supernatural or zombies or this and that. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to fuck Break, I'm gonna fuck up all that. I'm gonna write a song, a song about fucking zombies. <laughs> awesome. And um, so there was that was the, the, the one of the very very first things that that we came up with for the record. And uh, I was talking about it with uh, my friend Rachel who helped design the album. She's a she's a horror writer. And some, some, awesome. You know, she'll send me little bits of stuff that she's writing, or I'll send her like bits of lyrics or whatever. And I was like, oh, I got a whole song, and I have a title. And she's like. Ravenous Cadaverous was off the time and I was like that's too like too too I'm gonna call it Ravenous Cadaverous that's the way I don't have to give her credit so. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> uh, Utter Mutilation of Your Corpse is definitely a standout one 
Yeah, we have a video for that song that will be released uh, next Friday. Amazing. Uh, yeah, it was one of those things where I felt like they were doing this sort of really short songs, you know, like, I don't know if it's really, a, a, I wouldn't really call it a grindcore album to my ears, but it definitely has a lot more influence from that. Sure. And I was like, well, if we're writing songs that are a minute, ten, and, you know, 45 seconds or whatever, like, why not just go the whole hog and just do a micro song, just do a new stuff or, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, because I have that old seven uh, inch with Electro Hippies, Mega Armageddon, and Death, and Napalm Death, you suffer. It's like the shortest split seven inch in history. And I thought, you know, it was kind of cheeky and fun, and I, certainly I hadn't really seen reference too much, you know, recently, so I just thought it would be kind of a, you know, it's a goofy thing to do. We were just kind of taking a piss out of ourselves a little bit, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's awesome. Uh, and then, uh, what about clawing? Clawing? Um, that was one, uh, you know, it's your sort of premature burial kind of scenario, basically. And nice. It was just a title that I had, like, laying around for years. I was like, clawing, because I think old guitar player Leon, his, like, high school band had a song called, uh, I want to say it was called Gnawing. <laughs> and I was thought that was a good title. And so I was like, you know, I could do something like that because they never really made it anywhere with that title. And, uh, anyway, so that was just sort of uh, a title I had, you know, in a notebook or whatever, sitting around for years. And then, uh, you know, it was like, because there's so many songs on the album, I was just going through the whole stuff. I'm like, I need more lyrics. I'm like, fuck. Right. Oh, cool. There you go. And um, the music is kind of like a, almost like a terrorizer thing, you know? I think it was kind of like, what would it be like to hear like a new, you know, a, a lost track from World Downfall or whatever. Right. We listen to it to be, and we have the two vocals, and then it doesn't really sound that much like Terrorizer anymore. And here we are. That's that's awesome. And then, what about uh, Scream Out in Fright? <laughs> um, and it, that was also a title that I sort of had kicking around for years. It's, it, it's an old uh, lyric from Seven Churches, rendered homeless. Oh Can hell yes. And I always thought, you know, that was just, like, so death metal. Um, and it's very much in this sort of, like, horrified, you know, kind of fear thing. So, again, I was just like, well, fuck, I need to use all these titles I have to around because we got 18 songs or whatever we ended up recording. And, um, yeah, so, you know, it's just your basic sort of uh, slasher, giallo kind of uh, being pursued by an unstoppable maniacal killer kind of deal and it's got sort of a again the music kind of has like a terrorizer death strike master kind of kind of vibe you know so maybe a little bit thrashier than a, than a terrorizer song sure the down tuning makes it more death metal so yeah it's great it's great what about In the Mouth of Hell that's one of the Lovecraft ones um that was one of the early songs I wrote and it's one of those songs where I think when I wrote it, I really, I thought it was like one of the best songs that we had. Then after we did the album, I'm like, oh, this is like one of the okay songs. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, I think all the songs are solid. They wouldn't be on the album. But that was the one that sort of, you know, sometimes things surprise me. Songs that I think are kind of like throwaway songs sure. end up being like the ones everybody likes. And sometimes songs that I think are great end up kind of just being like, oh, this is one of those songs. And that was one of those that was one of those tunes. I'm like, this song's awesome. I'm like, oh, this song's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. 
That's great. What about playing with fear? I think we talked about that one a little bit. Um, you know, it's kind of that sort of repulsion-y, like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'm getting I'm getting, I'm getting, getting yeah. screwed up there on my stuff there. Reanimated. Oh, yeah. That was, um, you know, when we were doing the, the gruesome, the first two gruesome records, I was kind of plotting all these old horror movies that I really enjoyed, and I realized afterwards, I was like, fuck, I never wrote a song about Reanimator, which is like my favorite. <laughs> And I was like, well, cool. I'm giving myself a second chance to, to, to do a track about, about Reanimator. And, and the, um, it's kind of like a repulsion type vibe with this one. And I think it's one of the stronger songs on the album, but I didn't want to put it first because the intro kind of has that stench of burning death type right. vibe where it was the floor, the halftime intro, and then the guitar break and the blast beats. And I was like, well, if we, if we do that as the first song of the album, it's going to be two. People are going to think it's too close. Right. To the opening of but I think that that's going to be the first song of the live set on this next tour. Oh, God, that's going to be fucking awesome. And then what about, are y'all, are y'all planning on playing just the whole album since it's so short, or? No, I think we're playing, uh, I want to say we're playing like uh, eight or nine songs or something like that. Oh, okay. Uh, but we're playing a lot of it, you know. It's, it's one of those things where it is so short and all of a sudden I was like you know if we're headlining we usually play a pretty long set we play like 18 or 19 songs sure. and I was like huh Jesus Christ we're going to send us like 27 songs <laughs> <laughs> like fucking hell so it's going to be uh, you know it's kind of interesting because it's a lot of short blasters kind of grouped together and then some of the older stuff that's a little bit more lengthy to you know just to even it out and we, when we were looking through the the older I mean, it's. I'm excited to hear the new stuff live. I think it's killer, man. You guys did such a good job with it. It's. I love it. It's so horror, and you know that's our thing. So I was like, man, this is awesome. Like, right, right. You're, you're our target demographic. Oh man, yeah. I was like, this is like fucking album of the year in the making. Here, this fucking thing's amazing. I love it. Like, it's so good. And um, did you did you guys use the same uh, producer on this record that you did on the last one, or? No, we, we ended up actually building a, a, a recording. Hold on, my dog's It's okay. Leave it on. Leave it. Hold on. Um, she doesn't usually eat the other dogs, too, but still, I just, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, you got to keep out for that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we ended up uh, actually building a recording studio and recording it uh, there because we, we have a screen printing shop where we do a lot of our merch. Yeah. And... We also had a rehearsal room, and then we had an opportunity to kind of combine them, and we sort of left before we looked, because when we moved everything in and started rehearsing, we didn't really realize that some of the businesses around, you know, it's in like an industrial zone, uh-huh. but a lot of the businesses that have been tenants for years and years are open and operating like well into the night, and I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> and they're like, well, I've been sitting here for 10 years, you've been sitting here for two weeks uh, and I was like this is not going to work for me and I was like fuck so we kind of looked into what it would take to build a, a soundproof you know just a rehearsal room and the numbers got quite large quite fast oh man we basically you know calculated for that you know if we're going this far we might as well go 
a little bit further because if we're building a studio to record a record in, we can then go to the label and say, hey, we need some money. Right. <laughs> Which is basically what we did. And, um, you know, building the studio just became this fucking gnarly process. I mean, we started January 1st and we finished March 18th and we, well, we, could, we started the, the record on March 18th. Because of course, you know, we're all working our day jobs and, you know, I'm married and I have a dog and our drummer Mike, is, who is sort of like the big construction lead, he's got work and his girlfriend and then people were moving. Uh, it was just, it was really, really hectic few months getting it built. And then we left for a tour, for a Latin American tour, I think April 2nd. So yeah. we, like, we thought, oh, we'll have a month. It'll be really easy and we can get used to all the gear. And, so on and so forth and it was like no we have uh, 12 days and you gotta work full time and you gotta rehearse for the Latin American tour at that time so it was really uh, kind of a the urgency that you hear in the, in the speed of the songs and everything was very much uh, <laughs> the pace of your life <laughs> yeah absolutely it was fucking crazy my wife was like am I gonna see you with all of this month and I was like nope <laughs> oh god <laughs> I think it's great, though, you guys have your own place now. That's great. Yeah, you know, I keep saying uh, the next one is going to be the record where we can sort of take our time and really be delivered and, and get really hands-on uh, in the engineering aspect of it because we had um, my buddy, Alejandro Cordon, who's done our front of house sound live for years and has done a lot of recording stuff. He's actually teaching it uh in San Francisco at the, at the Academy of Arts for oh, wow. uh, audio production. Anyway, so he was, he was basically doing all the engineering because we just didn't have time to sort of get walked through the whole process of everything. And sure. And I, well, uh, so next time, I think we're going to be a lot more hands-on and be a lot more directly involved with that kind of stuff. Now that we have, you know, theoretically the, the, the time and, and the facility to be able to do shit. So, Absolutely. And, yeah, and hopefully we're going to be able to return to doing some, you know, some more fun stuff that is kind of impractical. We don't have immediate access to some quality recording, like if we wanted to do a split seven inch, or we wanted to just do, like crank out like an EP or do a song for a compilation really quickly. Like that's all. Those are all things that now are going to become an option. You know? That's great. I mean, give you guys more, you know, creative freedom as well and time. Absolutely, and you know, uh, so I think uh, you know, next year it's gonna all feel like it was worth it. Like this year is still kind of the stress is too fresh. I'm like fuck the studio, right? <laughs> and then I'm gonna see you guys here in like about a month. You guys are going out on the road with, uh, and it's a it's a good bill. You guys are out with uh, Gate Creeper, and then uh, I, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the other one. And I, the other band is amazing. Yeah, yeah, those guys are fucking awesome. You know, you had told me a long time ago to check those guys out, and I got to see them earlier this year with Morbid Angel, and they were amazing. The crowd, they were great. Yeah, I think that they're, um, you know, sort of in the newer wave of the death metal bands that have been coming out of the last several years. I, I honestly think that they're the best. Oh, they're great. To anybody else, I just feel like they managed to they managed to sound like classic death metal without. Like sounding like gruesome, which is just sort of recreating what right. it was. Right. Right. Like, they sound only like themselves, and you hear the influence. I was, you know, we were doing a gig with them in Oakland, and they were doing an interview backstage, and 
you know, Luca is the singer, it's just, he's really straightforward. He's like, I don't know. All the ones are like Morgan Angel, Death, Immolation. I was like, yeah, I totally hear that, but it's like somehow the, the sum is, the, the total is much bigger than the sum of, of the parts. Right. And uh, yeah, I just, uh, they're also like really good dudes, and it's going to be a lot of fun touring with them. And the Gatekeeper guys seem really cool. They got hot new record getting tons of press that's coming out you know next Friday as well right. so I think it's all going to sort of feed into each other and Gatekeeper has a lot of like younger kids that are kind of just discovering the style and we have a lot of old jaded you know middle aged beer belly guys <laughs> <laughs> like us that, that have been hearing the style for a long time and I think you know we'll, us and Gatekeeper will hopefully kind of expose both of those audiences to each other so that there's something Hell yeah, man! It's it's a great bill. Like I said, I was and then the crowd thing. Like I said, thank you. You had turned me on to those guys and Corey, my you know co-host. He actually interviewed them. We had them on up last year. They were great, man. I I finally got to see them live. They blew me away live, man. The the record's great. Both the records I ended up buying. They're great, but I, live they were really good. Yeah, like somehow it's a three piece that sound really cool, and like I'm such a big fan of, of Sonny's guitar tone, and that some of the guitar tones that we used on the record are pretty similar. Like he's very, very much uh, you know an '80s guy in his tone. It's just a Marshall JCM 800 with a tube screamer, and we have a guy uh, that we work with in Kansas City who's sort of a mad scientist. He's an optometrist in his day job, and he just builds amps and pedals and preamps. And, uh-huh. and, you know, when I first met him, he's like, I just want to build you guys. And I was like, why don't we just do work for us for nothing? He's like, well, you don't know me. I'm just a guy. I was like, let me some shit. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we used a lot of his stuff on the record, and it's basically, you know, a, a miniaturized simulation of those old Marshall, um, you know, with the two screamer, just like a hot rod of Marshall. So Sonny and Sebastian and I all have sort of the same idea about what constitutes a good guitar tone, you know, because that's the Ride the Lightning, uh, you know, Rain and Blood, like the Gary Holt. Uh, oh, hell yeah, man. All, all, all that classic metal stuff that sounds so heavy and so tight is all about a old Marshall sound. And, uh, that's something that I think is really cool about watching that crowd. Seeing one guy with that old school tone, like pulling off this really big sound. So, but he doesn't have to sing. So, <laughs> I, give myself, I give myself a little bit of a pass. Yeah, you should, you deserve that. I mean, that's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, we we got to get together and watch a movie. It's going to be fucking fun as hell. Awesome. Yeah, we'll coordinate that with Ross, and you know, I, I don't know if we saw those seen Transformers animated movie many, many times, but it's, for me, it's been a long time. For him, he probably watches it annually. Um, I've got the Blu-ray, too, and I've got, I've got a, it's cool, it's got like a full-frame version, and then like a widescreen version they've came with it, Screen Factory put in the Steelbook, so. Oh, okay, nice. nice. Hey, but, you know, whatever, if he differs on that, I know sometimes he, <laughs> I know. I know we we ended up watching we've watched some crazy stuff so I be yeah man whatever you guys are down for watching I'm up for it you know so sure all right uh, I'll talk to Ross and so where where exactly in Florida are you because I know last time you came out to Atlanta because this yeah I'm in Saras I'm in Sar- I'm in Sarasota so closest to Tampa 
It is. It's it's where I'm at. I'm kind of out in the middle of nowhere, but. You know, I don't know if I ever told you this. I know I tell Ross this all the time. I'm usually in Atlanta, though, a lot now because my mom's really sick, so I usually try to hang in there near there. So. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so I'm actually in Georgia right now, so it's that's why Atlanta's always my stomping ground because it's, you know, I'm up here so much with her, and she raised me, and she's the only family I got, so. Okay, well, I mean... Oh hell yeah, man! She did. She gave me the world as a kid, man. I owe her everything. So she's she's the best, man. She's uh, she's getting up there, but yeah, she's got Alzheimer's and it sucks. It's been really. Sometimes she knows who I am. Sometimes she doesn't. So it's. it's been... uh, that's brutal. Yeah, my, my grandmother had a uh, had dementia, so I can oh no definitely 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 in the same wheelhouse yeah it's it's rough yeah man i'm sorry to hear you have to do that too it's 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 hard it's 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 rough but but yeah man uh horrors coming out october 4th uh get your pre-order on get your vinyl on get your shirts on over at relapse and go see these motherfuckers they rule i love exhumed you guys are the best dudes in the world i love watching movies with you guys hanging out hopefully get a chance to do that this time uh the new album's killer man you guys outdid yourself i fucking love it um thank you so much man i really appreciate it cheers bud. Thanks, bye bro man.